0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Spesh. Hello. Uh, We have left the building once again. Yes, we're in our remote
1: studio. We're a very remote studio. We
0: traveled quite the ways. We are actually up in Killarney, Ontario with none other than Mike Ranta. Right on. Welcome to the show, Mike. (laughs) Thank you very much. We've been looking to get you on the show for quite a while now, but you're always out paddling and i'm crossing always doing Canada. something
2: yeah never
0: home never homebody spitzy who's uh yeah sleeping, he's having a little snoozing behind us here he answered our calls Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently he's got his own facebook page hey mike where's spitzy who cares about you mike yeah, We're spitzy exactly yeah.
2: i get that a lot yeah it's like you're the guy with that awesome dog <laughs> yeah that's me yeah i in um, even dog paddle yeah <laughs>
0: You came to my attention, oh man, five years ago, four years, five yeah. years ago now, but four years ago now. 2014. Um, 2014, you're mm-hmm. starting to do your first cross-Canada trip. Uh, through that, I learned about your 2011 trip, um, and I thought, you know what, hey, following this guy, we'll see what happens, and then 2016, we were following you the more, we were doing updates yeah. on our show here, and then last year, 2017 trip, we were even more intent. and at one point... Um, I was driving out west, uh, in August and I was figuring if you're on track, then I know exactly where we're yeah. going to meet according to your schedule and you, fortunately with the weather, you, you oh, with so it didn't happen. So it was an
2: incredible trip. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, probably one of the worst I've had for, for winds and stuff, but at, at the same time, it, it, it was a, it was a beautiful trip. You know, anytime you can get in a canoe and spend a summer in it, it's, it's, what, it's what do awesome. they say? Any, uh, even a, a
0: bad day a on bad. the water is better than a good day, yeah, at, work, a good day right? at work. Yeah. yeah you bet. So. So yeah, so I've been I've been following you for for quite a while now and I mean I've mentioned to Derek we got to get Mike on the show and we've tried a few times and we've we've met yeah. at the outdoor show and stuff like that. So before we we really start into all your trips and stuff like that, let's get um, a sense of who the characters in this play are. Yes. Mm-hmm. First off, Mike Ranta.
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm uh I'm Right, like I said I'm half Finn, half French and half Ojibwe. And it takes a man and a half to paddle across the continent, right? <laughs> Which it was. And uh, yeah, no, I'm from Atticokan, Ontario. Uh, very proud of that. It's a, it's a beautiful little community and actually the canoeing capital of Canada in, in right. northwestern Ontario. And uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I've been a canoer ever since I can remember. My father got me into it. I've uh, had a lot of uh, great inspiration, uh, The Joe and Don Meany out of Uh, uh They're actually on the 67 uh, Ontario team. Right, uh, for uh, paddling across. Well, Don was, and Joe and uh, and his uh, and his couple of friends, Jean uh, Tetro and Art Morris, actually uh, paddled from Rocky Mountain House to Montreal in a three-man kayak. In, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just just amazing inspiration. You know, um, yeah, and it it was just a a fun place to grow up, and and uh, you know the bush was uh, pretty avid. It's good uh, to be outside. Being, Yeah, good to be outside. You bet, and you know uh, just being so immersed into that kind of a, a culture. Yeah, it was a no-brainer that uh, why it turned out the way I did. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting out there and especially
2: with the, and add the canoe into there and the, yeah,
0: you know the nature and it it really shapes you who who you become. Exactly. Right? Yeah.
2: And uh, you know having uh, having the greatest dog in Canada, quite possibly the world. Uh, you know, just <laughs> haven't left out of the country to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Spitzy is. Uh, yeah, we make a great team. He's your partner in crime. He is, but you know, he, like I said, he, he won't he won't even dog paddle. You know, he, he sits in the front of that boat, and a lot of times he's just you know uh, hanging out. He, but he lets me know on when weather's coming in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's comical. He's 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 quite the ham. A very intelligent dog. Well, you know? I've I've heard he's your navigator. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's times he's gotten me lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's that's why I blame it's it's the whole time the map he, right yeah yeah you gotta read a map with the damn gets paw prints over everything eh? uh, bear scarer, uh, best friend oh yeah absolutely the dog's phenomenal and uh, you know he, he's uh, he, he's my best friend hands down and uh, yeah in, in the bush he's second and probably uh, the, the the best friend you can have. You know, he senses animals uh, coming in uh, long before I do, and gives us that that alert. You know, so we don't have that negative confrontation. Right. You know, that negative encounter, so to speak. And I, I absolutely love bears. I mean, they're to me. I just find them a phenomenal yeah phenomenal animal. Uh, Spitzy not so much. <laughs> don't Like their presence, so I mean he, he gets them out of there knowing full well they're probably after his treats. Eh? Well, that's exactly. And, what yeah, it you is. know you could uh, like I said he's a great dog. Just don't get between him and his bacon, kind of a deal. <laughs> Bear's coming in. You're not
0: getting my food.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he's the first dog to cross North America solo. Yeah, uh, in a single
2: season. Yeah. Well, uh, you know the same with myself too. You know it's uh, I uh, am the first person to cross the North American continent solo by canoe in one season. Which is a big uh, and, accomplishment, and, yeah, and I've done it twice now. You know, I made it a third attempt. Uh, you know, well, 2014 I did it, 2016 I made it to Cape Breton. Yep. and uh, yeah, I tried to do it again this year, but you Mother know, it Nature was, was it, just Mother not Nature. Was just do like, with it. Yeah, she was saying, "Hey, it's uh, two out of three ain't bad." Kid. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but still, it was it was an incredible journey. I, I no regrets. You know, it, it was
0: shouldn't be any either. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah.
2: anytime uh, you know, and. I, you, you do get a little bit of a, what, what I call like a trip depression, you know, especially after I was done and I was, I was not feeling good. Um, you know, I had a couple of wo- old uh, wounds that came out and, uh, so I was kind of feeling a little bit down, but it was very quickly realized though, you know, and, uh, and Spitz puts that in there like, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're lucky to be able to do what we do. Yeah. And there's no, a lot absolutely. of people that don't have that opportunity to even step into a canoe, let alone, have the opportunity to cross a continent like we did, so it was a uh, very, very grateful well, for what we have. You know,
0: there's those of us that are sitting in their offices doing our regular
2: day-to-day jobs and yeah. going like, oh. yeah, <laughs> you know what it <laughs> is. I'd love to be doing what Mike's doing. It's dealing. the it's the <laughs> Canadian dream. It is. You know, uh, when when you, when you when you think about it, and so many people approach that said, "Man, that's the ultimate Canadian dream." You know, yeah. paddle yeah. right from coast to coast, absolutely, and uh, and uh, have that opportunity to meet so many great Canadians. You know, and that was the beauty part. It sounds a little bit cliche, but it is the people that you meet along the way in your journeys that, that really do make the trip and and having those people behind me and meeting them first face to face, uh, you know, get to shake hands and listen to stories um it, did you it's, find it's, that you
1: had a lot of people seeking you out on your route yes yeah
2: actually it was it was pretty cool people were following me along the, that that uh kind of religiously yeah. like you know and they met me in all kinds of the strangest of places you know where i'd be sitting down on a river bank and all of a sudden a boat would pull up or, oh. a, or a canoe and say are you my grandpa?" and i'd be yeah Where's Spitz? <laughs> <laughs> he's right here you know <laughs> and you just kind of have that laugh with it you know yeah. and and have people come up and join us on our journey and you know you know a lot of them just want to know how how we do it why we do it and you know and, and like i said to, to, to shake a hand with uh with a great canadian is awesome yeah you know and and having and, ha- and just having that fun with nature and the people that are that are in it you know um one of my favorite stops all my favorite stops we in our first nations I uh, I can't say enough about the hospitality, the warming welcomeness that uh, that I felt in in all these places that I went, you know, right from coast to coast. You know, starting with the Newhawk Nation in in uh in Bellacoola, you know, all the way across to Cape Breton, you know, the the Mi'kmaq and and the amazing people. You can really tell how Canada has their welcoming ways. Um that's one thing we did inherit from our from our First Nations, you know, is that love and compassion that we have mm-hmm. for strangers or people showing up in your community and, you know, with open arms. Yeah. You know, and and I know the East coast is huge. Oh, the East coast is second to none, you know, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I, uh, I, I moved to Killarney here, you know, the, the people here are, uh, they're amazing. A really good group of people. Everybody's very tight knit. Uh, you know, we've got, a amazing paddling culture here. Uh, Killarney provincial park is amazing. It's Right Uh, right up the road here. It's right up the road. Um. And only that, like, I mean, just the shoreline of Georgian Bay, you it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. We walked in today
3: so and
0: uh, went over to the uh, sportsman in there and yeah. thought, you know, well, we're waiting for you, we'll have a coffee or something to eat and walked in and like people, hey, how you doing? And come on in and re- yeah. really, really friendly people here. Yeah. And, and, yeah.
2: and that's just it, you know, that's, uh, and it's how you present yourself as a community, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and the welcomeness, um, like I said, with, with, the, with the tourist destination that it is. Uh, it, it's a no-brainer, you know. Yeah. Uh, come to Killarney and, and you're, you're going to have a good time, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> going to force you to have a good time. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, Spitzy was the 2017 Canadian Finnish Spitz ambassador.
2: Yes. Won that award
0: uh, last year.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was amazing. Actually, uh, Denise Friesen uh, made uh, made her way down to the, the South Saskatchewan River and met us right along the side of the river, and presented us with the award, which is cool. Uh, it was yeah, it was mind boggling. Uh, you know, and he deserves everything of it. You know, the the he, he's such an amazing uh, animal to me. You know, it's how he carries himself and uh how well in and good he is with especially kids.
3: Right. Know? oh yeah. And yeah. and
2: he's such a handsome boy. Everybody likes to meet him and he loves his Everybody pets. loves dogs. Everybody loves dogs, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and and to have him on my side not not only as a you know, as a as a tool in the bush but as a companion, mm-hmm. you know. There, Somebody you can talk to Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I've had him since he was uh, since he was a young pup. Uh, I actually bottle fed him a little bit. And, you know, we made that bond, you know, and we never left each other's side for... So
0: you've, you've had him since he was oh since basically he, first born.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, he was actually, they, were, uh, they wanted to put him down at one time really? because of the white that he had in his chest. Oh, because he wasn't full... Yeah, yeah. Full and, I, and all, it yeah. took me a lot of convincing, but I... Uh, I got the pup and, uh, you know, and yeah, second to none, you know. He's, it's the uh, runts that turn into yeah, big things, right? you bet, you know, and uh, he was, uh, he, he was just, he's always been a joy to have around, you know, when you get a little bit of a bad mood. And I mean, you know what happens in the bush? Yeah. You know, you have bad days and it's wet and it's cold and you're hungry sometimes. and Cranky. Uh, yeah. And then you look at this little furry friend there and he does something just off the wall to make you laugh, you know, and he's got that unique sense of humor and him and I talk. <laughs> uh, uh, we do I've I've learned his language uh, since he was a pup and you know he was always trying to explain himself looking at me and literally trying to talk and uh I got I got a gist of what he's trying to say, so it was it's cool, and he knows he's very intelligent, you know. Uh, so he he listens to what I have to say. He too. flips so. you off in his own way. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. We have our arguments, we have our laughs, we have our discussions with things, eh? And it's uh, it's comical, you know what I yeah. mean? It's it's a relationship, that's for sure.
0: Well, the thing, always looking at the pictures, I'm figuring he's a good size dog. Yeah, and he's not. Re- he's 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 smaller no, than I expected. Yeah, he's half the yeah. size that I thought he. I thought
1: he was like. A, almost a lab-sized he, dog. He's almost the size you worry about a, an eagle or something come swooping
0: him up yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'd feel yeah. sorry for the eagle if they come <laughs> and took that dog on. Be, yeah. <laughs> he,
2: they, they'd have their claws pulled, that's for
0: sure. Well, he's, he's definitely, well,
2: he's, yeah, he's about twenty-five pounds. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, almost, oh yeah, twenty-five to thirty pounds. And, he's uh, a yeah, he's, dog. he's good size. You know, he's nice to have in the canoe. He's not gonna. Yeah, he's a perfect size for a canoe. Yeah, he's dog. not gonna rock the boat, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he's he's got enough weight in there, and he can handle himself quite well. Does he like to swim? Yeah, uh, he does go in the water a little bit. He'll wade in it more than anything, but he I've never really preferred. So he'll he'll wait till you get yeah. close to shore before jumping out. Is what you're saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that bow's usually into the. Into Usually the, the before. dirt before yeah. he, he jumps out. Yeah, I don't like getting too terribly wet. But, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's got his way with him, that's for sure. Uh,
0: one other um, travel companion you had.
2: Oh, yes. Ada, Ada the, coconut. Yeah, the coconut. It was funny. <laughs> I, I got him in 2011. I was going down the North Saskatchewan River uh, just before um, Prince Albert. Right. And Spitz started barking at this object in the water. And I was looking at it and going, what the heck is that? Eh? And it looked like a ball. And Spitz was barking at it pretty adamantly, so I thought, okay, I'll I'll get the thing for him, you know. And it was pretty funny. I grabbed, a, <laughs> I picked it up, and it was a coconut and it had a face on it. looked like a face, and <laughs> so I was like, what the hell? And uh, I immediately thought of, at a coconut. Oh, okay. At a coconut. Right. You know, and <laughs> I kind of labeled right. uh, labeled our small town as we're not out of coconuts anymore. We're out of coconuts. Coconuts. Right? <laughs> and so I brought that on. He was just like a traveling companion. So I. Uh, I brought him with me. We made it all the way to, the, to Montreal with him. Right. So I decided my 2016 trip, I'm going to take him on again. And uh, so we left. I think we were about a week and a half into our trip, and we got to Caramillo's really super bad windstorm. And I had Ada in the, in the canoe with me. And uh, when I hauled my gear, he somehow rolled out of the canoe or he ended up being misplaced. Uh, so I lost him. And, yeah, so I had some explaining to do. A lot of kids (laughs) and everything were were wondering where the hell Adam is. And I was just like, well, I think Adam went and took another route. And, you know, uh, you find a nut, you lose a nut, you know. And and he uh, he definitely just wanted to go on his own kind of a deal. He's taking a solo trip. Yeah, he's taking his solo trip. He had enough of, you know, there's enough nuts in the canoe, I guess. Uh, So, yeah, then two years later, um, in my 2016 trip, I decided, well, I'm going to go down and check out, you know, where, where approximately I, I had lost him. You know, I was, I was back in the area again. And uh, so I went down with Spitz, and next thing you know, I put Spitz off the leash, and he's running around, and he starts barking at something in the grass, pawing at something. So I said, what is it, boy? I walked over there, and there's Ada. You know, and I thought, well, what the hell, eh? So I ended up bringing him on my 2016 trip and uh, made it successfully to Cape Breton. Uh, yeah, so th- it was cool to uh, to finish the trip up with him, and yeah, I got him uh, I got him at home in Addie coconut under glass.
0: One day you're gonna crack that thing open, and <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt, yeah, yeah. It was it
2: was close, yeah. I almost broke him a few times there, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he didn't say much. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't, say, he didn't talk as much, <laughs> but Spitz was jealous. Eh? He was always uh, talking to the coconut instead of him. So, uh, so 2011
0: yeah. trip. Um, like I I never really knew much about that trip at all.
2: Yeah, it's uh my two thousand eleven trip was uh, was inspired by uh, the father figures in my life. Right. Uh, my dad, of course. Uh Bobby Davidson, my old boxing coach, um, was an amazing guy. He still is an amazing man. And and Don and Joe Meany, you know, they're are our legendary paddlers from back home. And they both did the trip. And listening to him talk about their uh their travels and their exploits and what some of the jams they got themselves into and how they got out of it, you know, and it was it always intrigued me. Right. And uh being a solo canoeist, you know, it was one of the things I thought, you know, I I really want to try doing that. You know? Never really been in a big river like the North Saskatchewan before, so it was all new when I hopped in there. It was pretty much a suicide mission, <laughs> you know, when I <laughs> looked at that river and I you know, I passed the point of no return, so off I went. And, uh, yeah, I did it for them guys and I did it for our youth center, you know, our youth center was in threat of being shut down. So, I knew the importance of it, Right. you know, uh, for, for the kids, you know, for having that place to go that little safe haven yeah. kind of a deal, you know, uh, you know, not all kids have the opportunity to have a good, uh, good home and they need a place to go sometimes, you know, right. where they could just talk to people, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so it was, that, that was, uh, that was the main reason why we did it and it turned out fantastic. You know, uh, we got a lot of coverage. We got a lot of good people behind us, and it kept the uh, youth center open for, you know, another two years. Which is good. Which is which was fantastic, you know. And then, of course, you know, funding, and uh, so we decided to do it again in two thousand fourteen. You know, and that's what Just brought made it, it even on. longer. Yeah, well, actually, you know, once once I finished the trip, and uh, I remember looking down the the St. Lawrence River, getting into Montreal, and looking down there and thinking, I still got more in me. You know, I still got a lot more in me, and I really wanted to continue to there's see a lot what was more around. Water that. To explore yeah, and a lot and more water to explore, and that's when I decided that yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for coast to coast. And I realized it's never been done. There are people who've traveled from the west coast and made it to as far as Montreal. Um, you know, uh, and there's people who've done it in sections, but never right. in one season. Right. You know, right coast to coast. You know, right from salt water to salt water and uh, you know i really wanted to explore that option on it and see what i could do and so yeah i made it as far as Tadamagush in 2014 shooting for cape Breton, got 150 <laughs> kilometers off my off <laughs> you know just just missed it yeah you know and that's the reason why i did my uh, 2016 trip you know and and losing a couple of good friends joe Meany. um you know uh, he's always been in, in heart with me uh you know i lost, we lost him in uh, in 2015 and i really wanted to uh to say thank you to to our canadian veterans right they really truly do protect our way of life uh you know uh they're unsung heroes and i just wanted to show that you know that canada is and always will be behind our veterans um and uh, you know that show that love and compassion that they show for us so yeah in 2016 i uh, i hopped onto her and i said and, and of course i wanted to show the kids you know it's only a failure if you stop you know you and I knew, on I, on. I knew i i knew i could have made it you know and i so i picked a little shorter route um, you know, got rid of some of the big lakes that I had to get off. Like right pegosis and Lake Manitoba in uh, in Manitoba. And, uh, yeah, so I did it and I predicted 200 days and I'll be damned if I made her exactly 200, 200 days. days. So <laughs> it was a good life lesson to show to the the kids too, that, you know, it's, you know, you dedicate yourself, you be honest and you be true and you can accomplish anything in this country. Right. You truly can. Yep. Right. And so it's, it's all what you put into it. Absolutely. Right? Like I said, it's uh, it, it's only a failure if you stop following your dream exactly you know there's uh it, it's it, it's an amazing group of people that uh that get behind you when and a lot of people want to be part of your dream yes you know to help you you know yeah, especially they, something big like that yeah absolutely yeah you know so your
0: 2011 trip went from may 7th to september 12th uh which was yeah. about 5200 kilometers yes right yeah. uh rocky mountain house um in alberta to to montreal yeah um you followed the Alexander Mackenzie route, which was used by the Métis Voyagers. Oh, wagers, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah right? Which goes through, through here.
2: Yeah, absolutely, right? yeah. When so, I come through Killarney in 2011, and that's when I, uh, I first met up with, uh, uh, you know, the, God bless of a friend, John Ziefle, who had just passed away last, last fall. Last fall, right. And, uh, uh, and an amazing person. Uh, uh, you know, uh, really, and him and I have been in contact pretty much every week. Uh, you know, uh, chatting away, you know, at the age of 86 at the time when I met him and, uh, it just, yeah, he was just an, an amazing person. And I, I just absolutely fell in love with Clarney. Right. Uh, how I got treated when I first came into here at 1030 at night, stinking like a three week <laughs> voyageur, you know, I was sweating. It was just a mess. And, uh you know, how the town opened up their arms, you know, and uh, I stopped in at the Sportsman uh, in there, Sporto's Bar and Grill uh, with Mark Duris and uh, and Kelly down there. And I mean, they just treated me like gold and it was, uh, it was amazing. You know, I was windswept here for three days and I, I just walked around the town in awe, right. I just sensing in that beauty that this place had, you know, it, it's, it's such a unique, it's got its own character. Yeah. Too. And, and such the Voyager history we had yeah. here. I mean, the builders of our nations walked through this place. You know, on these very rocks, these very place that we're sitting we're in right building, now today, yeah. Yeah. and it, it was uh, it, it was a no brainer for uh, when when John convinced me to, to move here this year, and you know it was uh, it, 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 he's got such a unique legacy in and how he carried himself and how he treated other people he was just a beautiful human being and uh, and a shining example of what it is to be a Canadian. Do treasure to be lost. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, but he, that's that's the thing with John is uh, it's it'll never be lost because of the way he, that he carried himself and how many people he influenced. Right. You know, and I know, and I can still see it in in the community today, and how and why people treat each other so well here. You know that he's they got him in mind. You know, and uh, that's beautiful.
0: It is. Yeah. It is. Um, 2014 trip. April 1st in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, you hit the Fraser River and ended October 31st in Tatamagouche, yeah. Nova Scotia. Seven months, 214 days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that? Seven it was 400, 4,750 miles, which is what 7,645 kilometers.
2: Yeah, I would have been. I haven't gone through the the, the Google Map thing to see exactly Exa- the yeah. kilometers, like down to the meter, so to speak. But yeah, it was 75, yeah, it was about (laughs) 7,500 kilometers plus or minus there. Yeah. And it, 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 again, it it was an amazing trip. And, uh, the the reason why I'd stopped on the, on the October 31st was, uh, it's a unique story. I had a a young mother with an autistic girl. She was only about five or six years old. Cutest little thing you ever seen. And she was just infatuated with spits. Right. So I was stopped on the side of the road, grabbing a drink and, uh. She pulled up with the car, and the little girl got out. Didn't even look at me. I walked right past me and right to Spitz, and I was just like what, like what am I, chopped liver? You know? yeah. And her mother, yeah. And her mother came over and, and was uh, discussing it with us. And uh, she goes, "No, she's autistic, and she doesn't speak very much to people, and but she just absolutely infatuated a dog. And in fact, she was using that as a teaching tool for her. Right. Uh, you know, if she wanted to know where Spitz and Mike was, or Spitz was she'd have to do her bedding or or clean up a little bit you know so it was using it as a tool okay. i very proud of that yeah. I didn't know you know I mean I thought oh this is so cool that you know we got the help that yeah, way gotten, yeah so we were sitting there uh we were chatting away and she asked me uh she goes when uh when do you plan on stopping like your trip this year and I said well I really want to make it to Cape Breton I said so I think I have to go into November okay it's going to be well into November before I get there and right when I said that, that little girl got up and she came come over and she looked at me right in the eyes and said, it's really dangerous to be on the water in November. And it just... Oh, really? It's kind of spooky. It was. Yeah. And then she kind of caught herself and went right back to Spitz again. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And her mother was even taken aback by it. She goes, she doesn't talk to anybody like that. Cool. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> you know? and, it, and it hung on me. Uh, for That was a week before I had stopped. And uh, so anyway, she got up and she just looked at Spitz and she goes, okay, I'm done here. Just the cutest little thing, eh? just like that. And then she walked back over to the car again, she just kind of looked at me shyly and did her thing eh? and her mother took off and it weighed on me and it weighed on me. And for the next four days, so finally I decided, you know what, I'm going to stop my trip on October 31st. And uh, it was a beautiful day. October 31st, we paddled out of Wallace Bay and uh, on the East Coast with the tide going out, made the trip down the coast, beautiful conditions. Wind was behind me. And then the tide started coming in just when I was pulling into Tatamagush Bay. So it floated me right in there and my dad and my aunt and uncle were there. And, uh, the guy from the Tatamagush brewery had a beer for me (laughs) and that was nice and it was just a beautiful day. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a perfect day to end it. Perfect day to end it, you know, and it just felt right. Right. You know, uh, so yeah, I got there and then. The next day, for the next uh, twelve days, was just an absolute whiteout. Really, oh. no way I should have been out and wind. Yeah, there's no way I could have been on those waters. Exactly, I would have been in a lot of trouble. You know, uh, so there's rhymes and reasons why all things happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, it's not ignoring that that deal of it. So yeah, it was it was really cool to to experience that. Yeah, well, that's just know? spooky. It, it, was, it was it was kind of spooky. Like I mean, I'll, and I'll never forget the look in that little girl's face when she looked at me in the eyes. It was almost like she was looking into me, you know, and, and when she looked at me and said, it's really dangerous to be on the water here in November and where she got that from was just, I don't know, huh. you know, yeah, it was very strange. So oh. it was, uh, it, it was cool to, it was her intuition, I- your intuition. And, and I didn't ignore it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, I, I'm a firm believer that autistic children really do have, they have special talents and gifts. In, in, in gifts and it's finding that, right? you know, and, you know, not to ever give up on that. You know, yeah. so it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was fun, and uh, yeah, a good thing I, you listened to I, it. it. It's yeah, it's a good <laughs> thing I listened to it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, your
0: two thousand fourteen trip was named Expedition of the Year by uh, Canoe and Kayak Magazine. Yes, right for completing yeah. the longest solo canoe expedition in a single season. Yeah, which is something to be uh, proud of. Definitely, absolutely,
2: absolutely, and 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 bringing that title to Canada was uh was, was a big deal for me too. Yeah, you know? yeah, because
0: there's there's lots of people doing all these expeditions and that like you say over multiple years and stuff yes. you know yeah um paddling around australia and south america and yeah you know all the great lakes and all that sort of stuff so to yeah. actually bring something you yeah know, with uh using the canadian tool as it were
2: the uh, canoe. absolutely you know like i mean the the canoe is yeah it's a, it's an iconic figure here in canada mm-hmm. you know it's uh and uh crossing the continent like that was you got a whole array of different elements that you had to deal with from big lakes like lake superior yeah uh, big shallow lakes like uh, Lake Winnipeg, Lake Winnipegosis, Lake Manitoba. Fast moving big rivers like the North, South Saskatchewan, um, the Winnipeg River. Going up it, you know. Yep. Yeah. I swear, one of these days, I'm going to go down that river. <laughs> 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 it's been up it four times now. So. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, and, and you and you get a little touch of everything, and you can. I, I finally get an understanding of why Manitoba is Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Is, Alberta and why that border fits the people. Yes. You know, and you kind of realize, go, okay, this is why there's a border here, you know, but there isn't really any borders in Canada. It's just, you know, it's a, it, it's, it's, just a, it's change a, a bit of a, of a change of landscape. Is. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. And, and seeing that landscape and, and, uh, yeah, just going from the Rocky Mountains into our, our, our into our Great Plains and then coming out of that and hitting into the, the you know, the, the Great Canadian Shield. Mm-hmm. And you know, getting into the St. Lawrence Seaway, you know, and, and the Great Lakes. My favorite part of my trip has always been Lake Superior. It's such a beautiful, positive lake. Uh, it, I like to uh, describe it. It's as terrifying as it is beautiful. At times, it's yeah. it, it'll humble you as a person. You there's uh, you, you definitely fix an arrogance out there. Where mm-hmm. You think that you're that you're incredibly good at something, and then you you look at that lake and what you can doll out for powers yeah is absolutely phenomenal and you feel so small out there and very humbling and it puts you back into your place as a person it does i mean we
0: were chatting earlier there and uh it said like We've been up there multiple times, and I've yet to be
2: able to paddle that yeah. lake. You know? <laughs> it's yeah, a rough it's, lake. It, it I just so want to be on. I, and I, I, this year was exceptional, and, you know. Mm-hmm, and yeah. you know, after you know, you hear you know, of course, the Edmund Fitzgerald and all yeah, that. and yeah. over five hundred big ships have gone down yeah, on that lake. Yeah. it's big water. And there you it's, are in a little canoe by yourself and, and a dog. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I mean, I again, Spitz was at his best there. He would recognize when those winds were coming in off the Big Lake, hear them or see them long before I would. And it'd buy you that extra few minutes that you need to get off that lake. Yeah. Um, again, so so powerful. Uh, when when those uh, when the big waters come in, it's second to none. It's uh it's incredible.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean just watching those swells. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're it's, sitting right there and it's and, an inland ocean, no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a mighty big water. Yeah. But yeah, so um your two thousand sixteen trip, April first again. What is it with April first? It's April Fool's Day. you got to be a fool to try this out. <laughs> but it's probably about the earliest
2: it's, that you can go to get weather. onto yeah. it. Yeah. And then it's it's timing it so that when you do get over that, over the mountains, over the Rocky Mountains, that you're going to be into uh, ice-free rivers. Through the plains. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2014 yeah. was tough, uh, an incredibly long winter, a long spring. Um, so yeah, I was busting through ice in some areas, going through Abraham Lake and... You know, it's uh it's uh, pretty unnerving when you go down the North Saskatchewan River and then you all of a sudden you come up to these huge ice sheets. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, ten, twelve feet high all the way along the river for kilometers, you know, where you're where the sun hasn't hit. Yes. Yeah. So you're literally going down this column knowing that if you ever hit the water Oh yeah. you're, just, you're freezing. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, I mean, there's, there's no way of getting out of it, right? We've
0: discussed uh actually we're we're talking on one of our shows there recently you can plan things to the best of your yeah. ability but if mother nature is saying no that's <laughs> just it
2: you're at you're nothing, at the mercy of the weather absolutely when, when you, when, nothing when, you can do when, about when you put it, right? yourself out in the bush like that absolutely yeah.
0: yeah um so october 1st in vancouver and then that ended october 18th in dominion beach Nova, that, Nova Scotia. Uh,
2: that was amazing uh cape breton to me uh, that's uh, I, I always got a piece of my heart there I always say I got a broken heart in Canada. I got pieces of it all over all the place, over, right? Yeah. Uh, uh Cape Breton and, and the people there, uh, the East Coast, uh, second to none, some of the most, if not the most beautiful Canadians mm. I've oh, ever everybody, met. Everybody's so friendly. Everybody's yeah. friendly, they shake hands, they just you know, and they got such a an honest, true demeanor to them. Yeah. And again, it's uh it, it's how they carry themselves and how they treat each other. Just just a beautiful people. Yeah. Just yeah. a beautiful people. Yeah. yeah I, I recommend anybody and everybody go out to check out uh check out the east coast you know it's second to none some of the most colorful people you'll ever meet
0: you know what that's one of the things we've always talked about is you know if you're going on vacations and stuff like friends are all you know when i was younger yeah and, oh, we're all going to mexico we're going to mexico going to mexico yeah. going to florida it's like, have you ever come across the country? Have you yeah. ever driven across Canada? Go out and see Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I I mean, I'm a firm absolutely. believer everybody should live in northern Ontario for at least a year. Yeah. Everybody should live on the prairie for at least a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> and hit these minus seventy temperatures. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially yeah. the people in Toronto Wiring. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. Uh, the east coast. Yeah. You know, live out there for a while. I mean, we visited uh we we visited out there. That's one place I never spent much time growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we decided we'd take our pop-up trailer and do all of nova scotia one year for i think it was like yeah. 21 days or something yeah wow yeah it's incredible you know, oh the annapolis really valley really up is. through yeah. there it's just it, it's yeah. beautiful it is it's
2: beautiful it, it's kind of uh canada's almost hidden gem down through digby and did the whale watching stuff yeah uh,
0: i got that video of uh, the whale shooting a rainbow oh yeah, cool. yeah 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 oh that's it was, cool was yeah. really cool yeah. and you know um visited some old uh flour mill that they're still you know somebody's you know, taking you know, up as a hobby milk, thing and still doing that yeah you know that sort of stuff and uh Samuel de Champlain trail and oh yeah the east coast man yeah. I grew up in near St.
1: John New Brunswick in Hampton New Brunswick and I never really appreciated what I had when I was growing up until I moved away I moved yes. away and I lived out in BC I've now lived in Ontario for a long time and you really learn to appreciate what you've given up and moved away from mm-hmm. because it's like it's a different thought process here in Ontario yeah. as it is the BC and you know it's uh it, it's it is good to live in different parts of the country to really give you an appreciation of what we do have here yeah and, yeah and and also how big this country oh,
0: is oh it is it's, when, it's enormous yeah. when we were up in Cape Breton uh, the owners of the company where you know that pays the bills and keeps like yeah. our our multi-dollar empire running yeah. here um they're from <laughs> Cape Breton yeah and we went to visit there and, I, and they were actually vi- staying there while we were there. And, and I looked at them, I said, were you guys like kicked out? Cause like, why, why, <laughs> why would, would you, you leave? leave? Exactly. <laughs> why, <Yeah. laughs> why would you leave I, uh, here and move to Toronto?
2: Like, I, uh, they I you had, out? I had some plans too. Like, I mean, I, uh, I, I just, you know, I fell up. I, uh, I met a bunch of Cape Bretoners when I was working out in Fort St. John. Yep. Uh, when I started working on the rigs and cooking up that way. And these guys were just second to none, like yeah. kind. You know, they, they really went out of their way to help. Everybody's me. family. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't know me from Adam. They only knew uh, a friend of theirs give me a recommendation. And these guys took me in, took me under wing, and it was just a cool, and I still keep up with these friends to this day, right? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and uh, it, it was beautiful. You know, it, it was awesome to, to experience that and see yeah. that, you know, and, and feel it. And, yeah, and then when... I remember I'll never forget my first trip to Cape Breton. Like I mean it was just a blast. Like yeah. I mean the, the parties, like I mean they party like anywhere in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, beautiful yeah. women, my good god. Yeah, I mean there's some beautiful women there. And we just had That'll a lot be of, next week's show. Yeah. <laughs> but we had uh we just we just had a lot of fun, you know. being yeah. spits out there and and uh and yeah, I I mean the uh, the rest of Canada for sure could take a page out of uh out of the Cape Breton uh and you know, hospitality there, sure. uh, book but i mean no matter where i went in canada um it, there there was always welcome open arms right you know and that that was the beautiful part of it you know i, I can't remember a time where i went through anywhere in canada where i wasn't welcomed yeah you know? well yeah
0: following your route you're like you're, you're constantly there were pictures and everything yeah. you know people coming up and and you know st- oh, like, it was cool getting up just regular canoe, ordinary yeah. people yeah you know all following yeah oh there's mike and Spitzy. yeah sorry they're, they're Spitzy. yeah they're Spitzy, yeah yeah you, spitzy and you got that guy, that, with guy you yeah. that guy that, that guy that he's yeah. with yeah oh i know it was it's
2: it's funny because yeah i mean i've had all kinds uh pull over and uh and said oh my god it's Spitz." Like, yeah and chopped liver <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Uh,
0: 2016 was uh, dedicated to the veterans. Yeah. You were stopping at legions all along the route and stuff like that. And I'm sure that wasn't just because they
2: had $5 beers. It was, (laughs) yeah, no, it was, it it was second to none. uh, Some of my most proudest moments was meeting up with our Canadian veterans. Yeah. Um, There's one story I'll tell you. When it was right by Caramios in BC, I was walking up this nasty hill. And uh, this baby blue truck, it was a late 80s or uh, sorry, late 70s, early 80s, like Uncle Jesse's off of Duke of Hatties. Oh, that old truck pulled up, and I was ourselves. just, I was just, <laughs> uh, I just stopped, uh, you know, I just stopped, and was stopped for a drink, and this old truck pulled up, and this old guy came out, uh, I, I'm a terrible with names, but he came up and introduced himself, and said, yeah, you know, I just wanted to say thanks for, you know, doing this for our veterans, and raising awareness, and you know. And I was, I said, oh, that's great. I said, you know, where, where did you serve? You know, did you serve? And he says, oh, no, no. He goes, I couldn't serve. He said, I'm 80 right now. He said, I, uh, he goes, I didn't serve. He said, but I, would really, would you mind saying hi to my dad? And, uh, I said, sure, absolutely. And then it dawned on me, your dad, <laughs> how old is this guy? Right. <laughs> and, uh, he was 98 years old. Wow. First wave in on Normandy. Wow, And it was an incredible, incredible uh, story, what he told me. I was literally crying on the side of the road when he explained to me how he landed. Right. Uh, he lost 83 men that day. Hmm. He's telling me how he got separated uh, from his group with six other guys from mortar fire. And he said, uh, we all made a run for it. Six of us made a run for it. He said, we lost, we lost two to shrapnel and one to a sniper. He said, but well, we're going for the nest. And you could see his eyes. He was still there. You know, and uh, his son was weeping as long as I was, you know, like I was just tearing my eye listening to this. And uh, it, was, it, it was an amazing story how he said that we took it over and, you know, we, we broke that line and we got up and over it. He said, but I lost 83 men in that, you wow. know. And I was just, what a statement, yeah. you know. And then I asked him, I said, there's a good chance. I said, I'm going to be talking to government. I said, I really want to speak in our house of commons. I said on a positive note. If you had that opportunity, I said, what would you say? And he looked at me so blunt and so straight. And he said, you tell him I didn't kill all those men. And my men didn't die so they could line their pockets. (laughs) Wow. And yeah, that. Powerful. Hit home. And he said, I don't even know if I'll be alive by the time you get to Ottawa, he says. (laughs) But if you could, relay that. Very powerful. Hit me right in the chest. And I, I give him a hug and he signed my canoe. You know, I brought a little piece back for him there to sign. He couldn't get out of the truck. He had mobility issues, of course, you know, at that age. And his son walked me back, you know, and we're both tear and eye and everything. And he said, Thank you. He said, That was the first time I heard that story sober. Wow. And I was just, yeah, that really hit home. That, you know, yeah. that stuck with me. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Opening up. And yeah, you yeah. bet.
2: And there were so many I met along the way that had some beautiful stories. Uh, one of the most iconic ones, I guess. Um, I met another fellow on the Winnipeg River he was German he was a POW on the Winnipeg River huh? he got uh, taken in by Hitler Youth right And in 1943 I believe he said it was yeah it was 42 yeah he was 13 years old he'd lost most of his family in the war um, when his cousin refused to go into the military they shot him right oh, in front of yeah. him wow. Hitler Youth was a big thing oh so <laughs> yeah. he didn't have a choice yeah. you know, uh, He didn't want to fight. He wasn't a fighter at all. But anyway, they dressed him up and they put him in there. He said he got into a confrontation in northern Italy, I think it was. Yes. Uh, where they took on the Canadians. He said a grenade went off, knocked him out, took out a bunch of his people's, woke up, and he said there's three Canadian soldiers standing over him huh And terrified. You know, he got propaganda then. As they were going to burn you. They were going to do all kinds of stuff to get information. He told me, I told him everything. <laughs> I did. He said, you know, I didn't want to go through that, yeah. right? And uh, he was he was very comical how he put it. He said, yeah. He said, they're taking me to Belgium. He said, they're putting on, put them on a train. He said, well, I guess I'm going to go to Belgium to die. They're going to kill me there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Brought him over to England from there, and he said, I guess they're gonna either put me in a factory or gonna be over there, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're gonna put me out over there. Then the rumors came out, they're taking him to Canada, and he's going, Why the hell would they take me all the way to Canada to kill me? (laughs) (laughs) So he said, Well, then must be working in a mine or logging or whatever, eh? So he ended up on the Winnipeg River, and uh, you know, at that time is when uh, when, uh, the Japanese have got involved, so there was Canada was rounding up. The Japanese yep. and Italian and all the this U.S. Was, stuff. was doing, and yeah. 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 So I mean, uh, so there he was in a POW camp with all these different array of people, along with a lot of Germans too. And you know, he's on the Winnipeg River, not having a clue where he is on the continent. Yeah. Even. Like I mean, they kept those guys pretty much under wraps for yeah. information, eh? But um, it was. Uh, he said, "There I am." He goes, uh, "So I'm looking around. Only a couple guards. Really, no fences. Like nothing you can jump over." <laughs> But they were supposed to stay in that little deal like that. And he asked some of the guys, you guys don't get out of here. Where are you going to go? And wait, <laughs> Houses, wait, wait. Thousands and, of miles. Yeah. yeah. And he said, wait till nightfall. Well, the bugs. <laughs> 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 you know, there's only two seasons on the Winnipeg River. Yeah. bug season of oh, yeah. winter. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he was there till uh, he was 15. Yeah. And then 1945. And, and the soldiers that captured him. He
1: still came to Canada as a Hitler Youth. He wasn't. He wasn't a full-on soldier. He was. Yeah. Oh, he was a wow. full-on soldier. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. With they were at, like yeah. at fifteen. Oh, at yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Wow. Well, he was yeah. thirteen when
2: they took 13. him. Thirteen. Huh. So fifteen, yeah. I believe, is when he got released. Yeah. And uh, he, the soldiers that captured him, kept in touch with him until they passed away. Really. So he. They. Isn't that something? It, it was. It was a beautiful story. Yeah. So I'm explaining it to him. You know, I'm doing this for our Canadian veterans, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I could tell when I pulled up there, he, a little uncomfortable, but he explained himself and I thought, well, oh, this is amazing. You know, what a beautiful story. And I said, sign my canoe. And he looked at me with his accent. He goes, did you not hear anything I said? I was on the other side. <laughs> I said, if there's any Canadian veteran out there, you're it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had the opportunity to head back, but he didn't, he knew his family was gone. Mm-hmm. His, his there's nothing area, left for him there was over nothing there. left for him over there yeah. and he knew. It was probably going to happen again. He, you know, he thought it was it was very volatile in the, in those days, right? And so he stayed in Canada, and he said probably he, the best he, bet. Yeah, and he never regretted anything with it. Never went back, you know. And yeah. I mean, so when I told him, I said, "Sign my canoe," and he was just. <laughs> I said, "If there's any Canadian out there that deserves this signature, it's you." It's yeah. Uh, you know, you've, he's obviously carried himself in the right way, and he was a very kind-hearted gentleman. You know, it was just a set of circumstances that nobody wanted to be, Yes, you yeah. know, and he wasn't, he said right straight, I'm, I was not a fighter. didn't mm-hmm. want to fight with anybody. Yeah. So it was nice to, uh, to meet up with somebody like that and be able to shake his hand.
1: I've heard a lot know? of similar stories. Uh, where I live in Bowmanville, Ontario, the, uh, there's an old prisoner of war camp, Camp 30. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of history in the area with the uh, prisoner of war coming over. And usually it was uh, a lot of the high ranking officers. They would be prisoners of war in Canada. Mm-hmm to make it harder for them to escape and get back into the war effort so they would put them in Canada the lower level down the tree you went the mm-hmm. closer to the to the war you were imprisoned mm-hmm. right and uh, so but a lot of the stories you hear from the german prisoners of war was it was very close and very similar in canada to what they were used to growing up in germany in the black yes. forest area and stuff like that so they became you know, they they became they enamored with Canada. It's like, well, oh, this yeah, is like home. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of them ended up after the war immigrating to Canada, becoming yeah.
2: Canadian citizens. Some right? they did bring back. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, probably the higher rankings and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. They had the option, so they would went exactly. And then, but a lot of them stayed. Mm-hmm. You know, for for whatever reasons, you yeah. know, not wanting to go back to that I mean, bad memories, exactly. whatever. It, yeah. It's that you know, the World War II was horrific. Yes. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's um You know, the, the movies don't do it justice. Video games don't mm-hmm. do it justice. You know, and. Yeah, it was just a terrible time for humanity. Exactly, yeah. You
1: know? I've had uh, I've had grandfathers on both sides during the war. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather from Canada, he, he never actually made it over the war. He trained, never made it. But my grandfather, my German grandfather, mm-hmm. he ended up, he was a field medic. He got captured and spent five years in prisoner of war camp mm-hmm. in England. Yeah. So he, and so there's a lot of stories. And my father and his uncle and my, yeah. my, my other uncle, like whole bunch of them emigrated to Canada because Canada was very similar to what they were used yeah. to growing up and it was a friendly there's a lot of German communities here in Canada yeah. mm-hmm. so it's it was interesting to see that so much of that afterwards came to Canada mm-hmm. very interesting
2: it was yeah and I mean uh of course the German people even today they're 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 known for their their love and compassion and absolutely uh, and and how they carry themselves you know yes and uh even when I was talking with him he said he 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 witnessed a little bit of Racism, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Being from where he was from, He yeah. said, But very little, <laughs> he said. The United States was totally different. Yes. He said he didn't dare go south that yes. border, you know. <laughs> and you know, a lot of a lot of hate. Yes. You know, so it was uh, it, it was it was unique. And I mean, this guy obviously uh, the, the way I the, from what I seen, he was definitely uh, an asset to Canada. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And his story, you know, yeah, it, it, it was beautiful. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty amazing deal.
0: So stopping along at all of legions and all that, yeah. Really made that trip for you.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Like meeting up with these guys and, uh, you know, and, and even with today's veterans from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. it, it was a real eye-opener um, hearing what we're doing. Yeah. You know, uh, for totally different reasons now. You know, uh, Canada, is, we're, we're peacekeepers. Yes. We, yeah. We're we not the offenders. We're not the guys going to go out there and go after the bad guys. If they come to us, we'll take care of it, you know, and Absolutely. You know, uh, we we've got uh, some of our greatest Canadians in our military. You know. Well, and, you know, it's the guys beautiful. that are
0: even the military today are they're stepping up and they're answering the call and yeah. what they think is right. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You know, so. You know, um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was sad to hear some of that. You mm-hmm. know, and then having them go through with the PTSD and and uh, you know and that's the lack that's, of support. The lack of support of it. It was again, embarrassing Like as as Canadians, it's, it's hard for me to say that we're democratic when we're, we can vote these guys in, they make our promises and then they go back on them, Yeah. especially for, you know, uh, our men and women who protect our way of life to make sure that these bad guys don't come onto our shores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, that's something that we really, and that's what I want to speak to with as uh, you know, as, as a house of commons, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, there's, there's no sense in going into a place like that and, and. Pointing fingers, elbows, or toes. No, it's you're not, not going to be l- listened. You're not going to be No, heard. and and will come up back. with a solution and absolute work. You know, on and uh, and I think canoeing is going to be a big part of that, helping our, our men and women mm-hmm. with our PTSD. You know, getting them mm-hmm. back into nature. It's always been a way that you know our, our Aboriginals, you know, our First Nations. Yes. that's how they treated their PTSD. Was you know the the vision quest. Okay. Yes. You know, go out yeah. there and find yourself. Uh, get in touch with nature. She'll point you the right direction. A lot of camps and stuff like that are starting to sprout up for it. Yes, yeah. there,
0: there's one episode we did about a, there's a company in the states and they take veterans on these rafting trips. Yeah, yes, and they're they're really getting into it and and they're they find themselves calmed down so much and not worrying because they're getting into it and they're having fun and they're yeah. you know they're they're with people that are in the same boat no pun intended yeah um, you know and and yeah they're coming out and they're just like wow. This is like total they get turnaround. They get yeah. to sink again, themselves into again. a process, and it's almost yeah.
1: like almost like they're planning a mission. So they're they're getting out there, yeah. on a yeah, canoe they're, trip, they're they're doing something, a rafting trip or whatever, and yeah. they're able to submerse themselves in it and in, it, into it a pushes, positive trip. Exactly. Yeah, and it pushes know. all those negative thoughts yeah. away to the edges because they're focused on yeah. on this trip, this whitewater trip, this canoe, you know, canoe or rafting, yeah. whatever it is. You know, and a serene
2: paddle in the morning kind of a deal. You, exactly. know, around, you know, and it's, yeah. it takes them away and it realizes, you know, the rhymes and reasons why we're all here. Yes. And, you know, it's not just for mm-hmm. out there You know, getting it in, you know, people see horrific things. Yes. Um, They're not throwing Nerf balls out there. Mm -hmm. You know, these are, uh, you know, there's some incredibly deadly situations that happen, you know, and, uh, and when people bear witness to that, especially as shelters as Canadians are, you know, we, uh, you know, overseas in a lot of the countries, it's not uncommon to see a body. Mm-hmm. We're here in Canada. You know, you don't. see a body here on the phone to the cops. ASAP yeah, you're yeah, Talking to you know, and you're on the news, and you know, what did you see? And they come in yeah. and they focus on that kind of a deal because it's. I mean, it's it's a rarity. You know, we're uh, yeah, they're almost seasoned to it. Yes, know? we're here. We're not. You know, that's why you know when we we get our refugees coming in and and stuff like that. You know, and and we need to welcome that. You know, there's a lot of good people that want to absolutely want to get yeah. away from. From the oppressors. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're seeing it more and more.
0: Yeah. You know. But well, we gotta help those people that were defending this country too,
2: you know? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's my big deal, is you know, it's let's step up. That's what Canada wants. Yep. It they truly do want that. Everybody I spoke to, literally every man and woman that I spoke to, we're having a hard time understanding why we're not helping our veterans. Yeah. And uh I would love to speak to a politician about it, but (laughs) in all my trips that I've ever been on, I've yet to even get away from a moving car window. When it comes down to it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's it's like I did something wrong or doing something wrong when I got such a good, positive message for him. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, it's just uh, I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm I'm actually proud of what we have for for a nation, and you know, our, our government is part of that. Yes, you know, a big part of it. And, uh, you know, I, it's, again, it's not just going to him with a problem. It's, it's coming to him with a solution too. And that's uh, maybe that's a partial big thing. solution. You know, I, again, I got an idea. Well, it's maybe start we can Let's start somewhere. Doing nothing isn't the answer. Yeah. No. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, it's something that we really need to step up on, yes. you know, and we want to step up on it. And, you know, and another thing is our, you know, our, uh, our first nations, our fresh water, yes. you know, like that's a big one. I, I just can't fathom as to understand why we're still in this predicament. 150 years we're celebrating, and there's still no fresh still water. In, uh, You know, it's sad when when you get the UN coming in and saying our, our First Nations is, is like in third world conditions.
1: Exactly, like Attawapiskat yeah. up north, and they, yeah. they can't. And I they
2: mean, can't some of the clean water in the communities. Yeah, and, like some of the places <coughs> I've been, it's just mind boggling. <laughs> and uh, the people there are beautiful, awesome, good people. Absolutely, but it's it, what. What really shocked me is seeing all the leaflets of the missing kids. Oh, mm. and it's just why? Why isn't something being done? Why can't we help these people? Yeah, you know, let's do some investigation. Why are we turning a blind eye to it? Exactly, you know. It, it seems like uh, you know uh, every time something comes out of any First Nations, it's always a negative. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and i mean, had people.
1: It's a media issue. It's it's it's. I'm not sure what the what the fix is for it. But way too often the media always focuses on the negative, and we have to somehow turn that around so yeah. that the media can start looking at the good news. There's stories. a lot of
2: great, yeah. happy stories that are coming out of our yeah. First Nations, and some of the most beautiful people I've met. You know, but it like all gets and, washed away. And yeah, it doesn't seem like they want to report it. Like I'm just like, come on, this is what we yeah. want to hear nowadays. Yes. I would love just to see one news show that does nothing but good news. Yes, you know, Absolutely. it would be just, uh, it would be awesome. You know, uh, Peter Mansbury with a big smile. Hey, look at this! Is what happened good today? Exactly. You know, and
0: I want root beer and chocolate bars to fall from the sky. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like root beer too. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, this 2016 trip, there was uh, some bittersweet stuff that that happened here. Uh, first, Spitzy getting lost. Oh, wow! And this was a this was huge oh, on social yeah. media. It was yeah. uh,
2: incredible, probably one of the most stressful parts of my yeah. trip, absolutely. I was going down the Caministiqua River just outside of Quebec, outside of Thunder yep. Bay. And uh, it was a really high headwind. I had a really bad headwind coming in, and I went and took a look at this raft, or this rapids. Got out of the canoe, figured out my line, and then went up the river a bit and then came down to run the line. And I went over too far to the right and realized that, shit, I'm heading... Oh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm heading for the rocks, so I tried to compensate to get into the get into the line. The wind caught my bow and put me in sideways, so I went down rapids sideways. sideways. <laughs> with spits in there, and I told that I, I you know I hollered at him, "Get ready, we're gonna hit water!" Like I knew what we were gonna hit. Eh? Yeah. So over we went. My first instincts always grab the dog. Yeah. yeah. Get get a hold of him. So I got a hold of him. Got a hold of the canoe. Started to push my way towards shore. Went down maybe a hundred yards with the rapids. You know, nothing serious, and enough water, so we're not going to get banged up. And uh, so first thing, I got spits to shore, got the canoe tied off, I uh, got it into the reeds, and he laid on this. It was, it was raining but sunny. It was kind of a weird weather, really windy. So he was sitting on the bank in the sun, you know, a little bit, you know, stressed a bit because, you know, we hit the water. And, uh, yeah, so I told him, stay here. I'm going to go get the canoe, get everything all bailed out, and we'll get on the go again, you know. Was, yeah. I was kind of laughing, you know, it was you know. Didn't lose anything but a plaid jacket. Right. and uh, Pla- You lost a plaid jacket? Yeah. That's a red. sin, isn't it? That is kind of a <laughs> sin. Yeah, I looked for it for hours, David. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, I... Have you I, seen uh, a plaid jacket? Yeah. <laughs> Floating down the cam. Uh, but yeah, I was gone maybe 10 minutes. And then I went back to go find him and he was gone. And I thought, what the hell? It's unlike him. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? He always stays pretty close in the bush with me. and So I walked up over the bank and as soon as I did, I could smell them. I could smell the wolves. Oh. And I was just, my God, there's wolves here. You know, it was a wet, damp day, so they were yep. wet. and I could. So I started hollering for them and hollering for them, and I could not find them. Couldn't find them. I searched for about an hour. Finally, I put on social media, hey, we're, I'm in a peck of trouble out here. I need some help. My boy's missing. There's wolves. And I know I could smell them in the area, you know. Yep. And getting desperate at this time, you know. Well, half a Thunder Bay came out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean it we're down out outside of Toronto
0: following this, and it's yeah. like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Twitter and everything's just going yeah. nuts. Yeah, and I yeah. mean,
2: it was unbelievable how many people came out. Yeah. Uh, both sides of the river. Like, there was people all over the bloody place. And then the police started getting, police came out. Firemen came out. Firemen, wow. everything. Anybody who was off-duty came out. Wow. Um, so it was, it was a pretty incredible uh, yeah. search, and I, I I didn't think I was going to find him alive. You know I put that in the heart like I thought yep. wow but I didn't sense him gone but I was mm-hmm. saying, where did he go mm-hmm. what happened and the only thing I could draw from is either the wolves put the run on him or he drew them away from me right you know he you know sensed that danger okay. and got him out of there mm-hmm. um, but yeah my uncle Bert thank God found him the next day <laughs> I went out yep. well I stayed up that all that night hollering till I had my voice I couldn't I couldn't hear my cousin Renee came out and found me uh, again, high winds. Just couldn't hear anything. You okay. know, Couldn't hear him barking, whatever. I fell into this dried creek bed that come off that was flowing into the river and hurt my back. And I was just hurt. You Fit know? to be tied at that point. Yeah, yeah, you know, at that time you're just, you know, I'm, you know, I lost my best friend as far as I was concerned. You know, I was crying. I couldn't focus. So I was wondering how the hell I'm gonna finish the rest of this trip without him. And you know, a million things go through yeah. your mind. And then, yeah, I got up the next morning. Well, never slept that night, but got up as soon as day- daylight and started pacing. And my cousin Tracy came out. And again, as soon as daylight came out, people were out there. More yeah. people were out there. Wow. And, uh, yeah, my Uncle Bert had a big garlic ring sausage there. And, uh, <laughs> he uh, he found spits about two kilometers away from me, downriver. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he was hunkered down. Huh. And uh, he went into this... Trying to pull it out of the coconut. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> he uh, he came out of there, and yeah, he got a hold of me right away, and they phoned me and said, "Mike, we found Spitz." And I was like, "Okay, how bad?" You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's good. He's good. He's healthy and everything. And I was just like, "Get him over to me. I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite the reunion. Yeah, yeah, awesome. it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we we had a lot of people behind us. And uh, yeah, the, the police were getting calls because so many people went in the bush. They chased the wolves out of there. And I think that's what happened. That's what, okay. that's what saved them. Because yeah. uh, there's so many people had went in there and it just dispersed them, right? They were just getting was like, calls what all What the hell's through. going on? Yeah, like <laughs> and all the areas, people were phoning in. There's a wolf running across my lawn. There's what like, all over the place. Yeah. It was a fair-sized pack, right? <laughs> so I was laughing. I was just going, holy cow. And then, yeah, and then we got together again and continued on. <laughs> it was uh it, it was a beautiful moment though to Excellent. see to see, the, to see the people come out like that and show that, that love and compassion that they have for yeah. animals like, Well, it shows uh, you
0: how many people are interested yeah. in what we were doing and too, was, right? Yeah,
2: and that's just it. I was just wondering how many I don't think that many people would have came out looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that I didn't want to say it. I'd <laughs> be lost there and be like,
0: "Oh my God!" It's only Mike. Here. Oh, he'll it's okay. out yeah, He'll the be falls all right at some spit point. you all right. <laughs> yeah. Just just go sit down beneath the falls. He'll spit at yeah. some point. <laughs> uh, so you went from from that big social media thing to yeah. the moose. Oh yes, the moose yeah. Calf, that was
2: right? uh, out of all the moments that I've had in the bush. That was probably one of my proudest. Um, yeah, rescuing a little moose calf. I, uh, I come around the corner. That was in the Coppell River in Saskatchewan. Yeah, And uh, there's a mama moose with two little ones. And I mean, they're brand new. I think that was beginning, uh, that would have been in May, I believe. And uh, yeah, the one ran with mom. I think she turned around and started walking up the bank and everything. And the other one got scared, a little bull calf there. And he ran right in the water right in front of me. And got into a bunch of shrubs. Uh there Ooh, was, uh, there, was old, uh, there was an old, there uh, was an old, old trees that were taken out from the previous year's flood. Right. And was pushed up on the corner of the bank. And he was trapped in there. And the only thing I seen when I when I first went up to that, Spitz was barking at him. And there's this little set of ears and a little nose sticking up. Oh, that's, that's all I, And he was getting under, he was going underneath. Going under so I went over there, I grabbed yeah. him by the ears, and I'm just, okay, now what? <laughs> you know? Uh, right away, I'm telling Spitz, you know, watch for mama. You know? Oh, yeah, because if she's... Uh, yeah, because I know I was only in about three feet of water. Like, I mean, that's oh, nothing that, for that nothing boost for to her, come yeah. whipping right into that and, you know, and hang a dirty one on us. So, was he uh, bleating and yelling, was he? Nope, you, no. No, he didn't. I talked real calm to him. Okay. You know, and I said, you know, I wanted him to let him know that I'm not there to hurt okay. him. You know, Excellent. and uh you know, and I didn't want him to ball. Yes. I really that didn't want That would have bring yeah. her running for yeah. sure. Uh, so I uh I ended up. I was thinking, well, there's only one way you're getting out of here. I got to bring you in the canoe with me, right? And so him straight in. But ears might have been a little sore, but I got him in the canoe. And well, you've seen the video. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Uh, your yeah. video's
0: on YouTube of the whole.
2: Yeah, the whole it thing. is. Yeah. yeah, just punching Mike Ranta, moose, uh, moose calf rescue, and uh, and it pops up. And uh, yeah, so I got him up, and then he walked out of the canoe once we got around that brush, and he went up on the bank. Okay. And I was like, oh, thank God. You know, like this is this is cool. And mama wasn't very far away. I know. Yeah. I know my moose so. But it was on a curve of a, of, a, of the river. Yeah. So when I went back around, I can hear her calling him and him calling back. And it was a distinct mother giving her son heck. Was, <laughs> <laughs> that tone was in there. What were you thinking? You You're mostly. lucky he didn't eat you. <laughs> yeah. You're in so much trouble when <laughs> yeah. your father gets home. You get back over here right now. You get across that river. So it was. Uh, that, that, was that was a pretty beautiful moment. So,
3: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You know what? Watching the video and all that, that's like, that's ah, cool. Yeah. Who, does, who doesn't want a baby moose in their
2: canoe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <you know>? And <laughs> uh, I mean, most yeah, people, right? like my dad, was just like, I can't believe you did that <laughs> because he knows how dangerous some other moose is. But, you know, I, I felt obligated because I did start a little one. And, you know, I, everything has a rhyme and a reason mm-hmm. for being here. So, yeah, taking that time out to help him was. Yeah, that was a special moment for you
0: me. You know what? Yeah, you get those people saying, oh, it's just nature's way. You should have just let it. But you know what? If, you're the, if you feel like you're the cause of it because yeah. you startled them. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, so? I've
2: raised, uh, you know, I, I do wildlife rehabilitation, so I've raised animals. And, uh, and I've had the ministry confront me about it. And they're saying, you got to let nature take its course. And I said, I am. Uh, I see something that needs help naturally. It's in my natural instincts to help it. Right. So I am letting nature take its course and you know and being accountable for my own actions too because i know wildlife it, it can get uh pretty dangerous when mm-hmm. you're dealing with uh with any animal you know they're, they're so powerful they're so powerful and uh, their intentions aren't mean but sometimes you know they you think can they need get... to defend themselves you know, raccoon yeah. can do enough damage oh, to you yeah you bet like <laughs> i mean was, we feed the otters down here at the uh you know when the when the fish when we come in with the fish right and uh a lot of people think I'm crazy doing that because he's, oh, can you just imagine that otter grabbing a hold of your finger? And I said, yeah, it wouldn't be there for long. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're an incredibly powerful, uh, you know, vicious Man. animal, you know, when they want to be, Yes, but I, I, I just never got that sense with them with it. They're, they're very playful. They're very loving. And, you know, they, they recognize us as a food source there now and. Yeah, Absolutely. You not going well, to bite the hand feeds you. Exactly. Sort of exactly right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, and it is, it's showing that love and compassion, not only for each other, but for our animals out there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for, for taking care of our animals in the wild, you know, and realizing that there's a rhyme and a reason for them to be here. And we need to recognize that and treat yes. them better. You know, um, you know, it, it's sad to hear that, you know, 40% or 60%, I think, of our wild animals are starting, are, are, are becoming extinct. Uh, because of the oh, it's it's enormous. Yeah. yeah. You know.
0: Well, we noticed that a couple of years ago. We were on a canoe trip, mm. and we we're sitting there, and there weren't as many birds, even. Yeah. You like <laughs> you didn't hear as many birds. Yeah. You know, singing and whatnot and in the trees and, and yeah. stuff like that. You yeah. know yeah. We were Now somebody said they go in cycles, but it's just kind of weird. Not. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there, and usually you're you're hearing the birds all through the trees. Yeah. And then there's just nothing. Yeah. It's kind of a spooky thing too, you know, like Oh,
2: you bet, yeah. Just absolutely you know, dead quiet. Yeah. No birds, no uh, frogs, no crickets. Yeah, you know, and it's uh it's sad it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of doing the right things, you know, and and knowing about it. You know, we're we're in the information age now. You know, there uh, there's no Google everything it's, it's yeah. Become educated, there's no, yeah. Yeah. There's uh there, there's no excuse for uh for that, you know, when uh when we know for a fact this is what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we know what, uh, where the issues lie, uh, but if it's making somebody a dollar, it's okay. Exactly. You know, and that's uh, what it comes down to yeah. that almighty I've, buck, I've, right? I've, yeah, and I've heard it so many times that, oh, we got to find a solution between economics and environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there isn't. Yeah. it's uh, You mm-hmm. can't destroy something a little bit. No. You know? It's, it's uh, gone, it's it, gone. It's gone, it's gone. Mother Nature has a way of coming back to things. You even look around Killarney here at one time you know it was there was no trees at all it was all logged yeah. out it was all logged yeah. out and the and the Sudbury mining oh, the super uh, stack the, and the exactly super stack I've done and all that and I've done grains. quite a bit of
1: camping and canoeing like Algonquin and stuff sound south and and the last uh six or eight years I've done almost every year a trip up north of Sudbury to mm-hmm. Lady Evelyn Shearwater stuff like that and When you go along the Sturgeon River, that area, when you're that close to where the Superstack is, you can see the lasting effects of before they built the Superstack. And it's slowly coming back. Yeah. And it surprised me how quiet it is in that area. With uh, so few birds, once in a while you see a squirrel, and I I don't think, I, I can't recall seeing anything larger than a fox. Yeah, You know, it's, and it's just, it amazes me how quiet it is in that area. And it's all the lasting effect of the Sudbury mining and all the smelting and stuff mm-hmm. that they were doing in that area. You see the uh, acid stained rock when you're canoeing down the rivers and yeah. it's incredible the, the damage that was done. Uh, you know, you end up with all those Windex lakes and all the dead yeah. lakes and, and uh, it's Coming back, but slowly. Yeah, and really, all they've done as a superstack is they've put it higher so that it disperses the outfall. It's not the answer. Yeah, it's not you the know. answer, but and it's it's somebody else is getting it farther away now instead of local. That's
2: <laughs> that's just it, you know. And and then they say, oh well, you know, it's our economic. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We need yes. to, uh, you know, it creates jobs. Well, it doesn't matter uh, how much money you put in your back pocket if we haven't got a fresh glass of water or if you haven't got clean air to breathe. Precisely. It doesn't matter how rich you are. Yeah. It. it doesn't, you can't take it with you. You can't, yeah, no, and, that, and that's just it, you know, it's, it's that little bit of a greed that's out there that, you know, again, you know, the people look at and go, yeah, I, I, I can destroy that pond and I can make a good dollar with it and, and never have to be here again mm-hmm. to see it, Yeah. Right. you know, and, and they leave that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you just, you know, it, uh, to me, it's just, I shake my head at it, you know, and that's kind of the reason why I live my life the way I live uh, very frugal, Yeah. you know, um. Uh, I love eating out of the bush. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, uh, you know, learning how to get my own foods, kind of a deal. Right? You know, and not relying on the dollar all the time. But I mean, still, you got to go to grocery stores for a few things. And I mean, there's, you know, but uh, yeah. the money was made, you know, uh, more of a privilege than anything. You mm-hmm. know, now it seems like everybody's chasing it to get it. You know? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, well, if I've you don't got said, it, you uh, can get punished for it.
0: You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I, thing. I wouldn't make a good rich guy because I like craft dinner too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 2016 trip was was pretty eventful.
2: Highs, lows, and everything. In between. Oh yes, yeah. I had uh, like I said, uh, meeting up with the veterans was a, was a beautiful. The, the low part of it is to me, even though I did make it in 2016 all the way and, and it was successful, mm-hmm. um, it didn't feel like it to me. Right. You know, it it felt like I, but when I went back to Addy Coke in my hometown it felt like I did something wrong. Right. Um, They wouldn't recognize my trip. Uh, I mean, a lot of people did. Right. I got a lot of good friends, good family. They're beautiful people in Atikokan. And, uh, but uh, from the political point of view of things, uh, you know, our our town mayor uh, very publicly said that I wasn't a proper representative. So there was that aspect of Mm -hmm. it. And uh, I I knew it was, I wasn't going to win there. Right. too well known of people, and just I, you know I, uh, I like I said, I, it was it was extremely humiliating. Um, so yeah, I decided I was thinking in 2017. Where am I going to go? Pick your battles, move on. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, and again, I'm I'm not going to go that route that I used to go. You mm-hmm. so. um, know, but I the wanted... good
1: thing that you've come across though is that Killarney has. Has brought you in and welcomed you
2: with oh, open arms. I mean, what, a, what an amazing! You place. have a new family here. Atticulkin's the... lost Killarney's game, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. you bet. You know, and, and like I said, I I'm I'm always going to promote Atticulkin. You know, I mean, is it's it's a beautiful yeah. town. It's where I grew up, and like I said, a lot of good people there. And there's only a very small small exactly. percentage, to, yeah. who, who have the powers that be that really, uh, you know, that uh, that took that away from me, mm-hmm. so to speak. But yeah, and then uh, coming into Killarney and then meeting up with John here last fall when I come here for my birthday, and and we talked about it and, uh, he's a big Robert Service fan with the poems. And, uh, I was telling him, uh, you know, about Addie Coken and, and I said, ah, I said, I just don't feel like I fit in there anymore. And he rattled off the poem, uh, the men that are, uh, the men that don't fit in. And he, he rattled that off and it's about five or six verses and it just hit home for me and he said, Mike, move to Killarney. He said, I'd love to have you here. He said, "This would be a great time." He said, "And it's good people. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of good paddling. We're close to, we're close to Toronto, and you know that's the kind of the base that I really want to touch base with. Is the city people to get them in and to get them up get, here, yeah, to yeah. get them to explore what we have." And uh, so I decided that I was going to move to Killarney, and it was just amazing. Like I mean, I got an, uh, I met with Virginia Rook and uh, Candy Beauvais and uh, you know our our uh, mayor, and and I mean to see that welcomeness out of them. It, it, was, it was beautiful. yeah I never felt that anywhere. you know i always felt welcome to where I went but right. to say I'm moving into a community and the Catholic swimming come over and they gave me a big basket of food and said welcome to Killarney and you know looking forward to you being here and and uh, you know building the big paddle you right. know uh, you know our, our, uh, our 200th birthday is coming up in 2020. so I'm building the world's biggest paddle here and making a, a, a time capsule out of the shaft on it. And so people could put a little something in there for, you know, and seal it up for 200 years. It's and amazing. Uncle oppor- Fred's
0: going. Yeah. It's an yeah. amazing opportunity for you. I, like yeah. it's, that's incredible. That's, I, I just, it's just everything so fell right into place, you yeah. know?
2: And, uh, I got guys like, uh, uh Pierre Sabwin, um, a, lo- a local artist here, um, world famous mm-hmm. and just a beautiful human being, really good people. Uh, Ross Herbert, uh, you know, from Herbert's Fisheries. Herbert's fishing, yeah, I mean, yeah. This, this is his place here. You know, uh, he's, yeah, he. I, I can't say enough about the family. They're just an amazing group of people, and, and they're very iconic around here. And uh, and their welcomeness and and how he goes out of his way to help everybody is just it's it's beautiful. We've um, got Holden Rhodes. You know, he bought Clarnie Mountain Lodge. Okay. And, uh, and the KBI, yeah, we're over there looking friends. at that. It's yeah, beautiful. It's amazing. Oh, it's going to be an amazing, and he's building, uh, I think, Canada's largest convent, log home convention center here. Oh wow! So wow. that's going to be, uh, it's going to be a beautiful project, and you know, getting people into Clarney to come visit, you know, it's a no-brainer how how beautiful this place is.
1: So, is the mountain lodge is it open now or is that just
2: being built? It's just being built. Oh, yeah, that, it's that, that it's convention a, center. Looks yeah, I, I believe the mm-hmm. the lodge is open right now. Okay. Yeah, and you can rent rooms and stuff like that. There, we still got uh, winter camping and mm-hmm. stuff like that going on. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, uh, it, it, it's, it's a no brainer when you get good people doing great things. Exactly. It's such a, it it's such an immunity. Yeah. It's an uplift for the community. Yeah. Absolutely. Ab- yeah. And I can't say enough about Holden and, uh, and Ross and, you know, Pierre, uh, just the good people, you know, exactly. and down at the pines, everybody works together, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just it for the good of the community yeah and like i said when you when you get good people working together like that and it, it is it yeah. really shows in the community there's no limit to the possibilities no yeah. no there isn't you know and and like i said invite people to come in and take a look at that's absolutely, what we're doing yeah. you know because i'm i a tr- i'm a firm believer that when you come to killarney you're leaving here a better person oh absolutely you know, there's yeah. there's, there, there's a lot of good uh i can agree with that. a lot of good vibes here
1: yeah yeah incredible
0: well your your 2017 trip ended here but it began in bella coola bc this year yes april 1st again april 1st (laughs) the twist on this year is you had somebody to talk to that wasn't a dog and was able to answer yes yes
2: absolutely david jackson and i cannot say enough about this guy he is just oh we've seen some of
0: his pictures and stuff like that that he's a phenomenal
2: paddler a phenomenal uh photographer yeah now who does he he work with uh he's an independent he's independent but he's uh he shot our olympics okay um yeah, he's been published in I don't know how many magazines. Men's Journal did a, a deal on okay. us with it. And it was, yeah, it was just a real, he was an amazing guy to have with. It, it was humbling to see, well, he's, he was exactly half my age. Okay. <laughs> I was 46 and well, he was now, 23. How did, you,
1: how did this opportunity come up? Well, I, I met like, up
2: with David in 2014 on that okay. trip in uh, Canoe and Kayak magazine. Okay. Uh, I'd sent him down to do a story on me. So I met up with him in Armprior. Okay. Um, just briefly, and then we met up again in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool you know what I mean and we just hit it off you know we we had the same likes we grew up the same way kind of a deal he grew up in the bush in Eganville just outside of Ottawa in the Ottawa Valley and yeah it was just you know we we hit it off and I told him I said you ever get an opportunity come on one of my trips absolutely and I tell that to everybody yes he took me up on it (laughs) So I don't know who's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I said, you know, what I explained to people, I said, you know, say, it must be crazy. I said, well, who's crazy, me or the guy following me? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was... Uh it was awesome. It was and neat we, to
1: follow his photo essay of your trip because mm-hmm. we'd normally follow you as yeah. you, you upload with uh, your Facebook in-reach and communication stuff, yeah. in Facebook and whatever when you yeah. have communications. <laughs> well. But then we had his aspect of the of his photo essay of the whole trip yeah. because he would just little tidbits. He'd upload a few pictures here and there. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is amazing. Now, yeah. We did an interview
0: with Jim Baird. Yes. Okay. And yeah. we also did an interview with his now wife, Tori, to see if we could get her to throw him under the bus. Oh yeah. Well, I've been. I was chatting with David, and he's over in Europe right now. Yeah. And I said, when he gets back, we'll
2: have him on the show. Oh so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's. He's very well spoken. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. He's if he's he's got the, probably a truckload of dirt on me. <laughs> and like I mean, probably one of the strongest paddlers, if not the strongest paddler I've ever met. Oh yeah. Right. He had no problem. He was he was the guy that would paddle a kilometer ahead run way the hell up a hill and take just a picture a shot. just to get a picture and then run back yeah. down and catch up with me must and, been weird to watch him doing these things it was, yeah, was, was because <laughs> you know, I know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not good I'm very good at what I do you yeah. know and uh but but to see David in action and how he carried himself you know very extremely proud to know that man yeah yeah he's uh like I said and 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 how he treated everybody along the way yeah it, it was uh he, he's a great Canadian we're gonna hear a lot more out of David Jackson excellent you know, and uh, and he's got that uh, that beauty in him that's gonna, you know, that that really shines as a Canadian. Perfect. You know, uh, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it, yeah it's, I, it's an honor to know that guy for mm-hmm. sure. You know,
0: definitely looking forward to having him on a show. Yeah,
2: He's gonna, <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah, he's yeah. gonna have some. You laughs, might yeah. <laughs> You might want to skip that episode. Yeah, <laughs> you'll know? probably get into the hygiene part of it there. When I wouldn't shower for twenty some days, and he'd look at me and he didn't like being downwind from me. <laughs> uh,
0: this year didn't go totally as planned no uh weather as we said mother wind, nature uh, wind stands was incredible up and, that
2: was uh that, that was the big, the biggest yeah. deal was our winds uh seeing two tornadoes a water spout mm-hmm. uh you know and uh yeah like I said the Lake Winnipeg was incredible uh, yeah very formal well, that
0: seems you seems to be you you were doing pretty pretty well coming across pretty decent and then
2: you hit Winnipeg uh yeah well we got into Cedar Lakes even that was uh, a yeah. that was again another gong show yeah I was hoping to be on the Winnipeg River for July 1st, and end ended up spending it in a Cedar Swamp. Well, <laughs> that, yeah, Swamp with like David. Say, we're, we're following with One along. warm beer each. <laughs> we cracked her at midnight on July 1st, do <laughs> But it was cool. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Uh, David and I, uh, we, we got along well enough that... Uh, you know we 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 handled each other's attitudes and uh, mm-hmm. you know we we kept each other going excellent and uh yeah it was it was unique for me because i'd never had anybody on a trip with you know yeah so it was it was different you know, but it so it
1: was solo, but it wasn't solo. It was this guy yeah. that just was he stalking you. He just kept following you. me around. Guy, I tried, a tried to paddle
2: him up, but he's faster paddler <laughs> than I was. Right? I thought I lost and, uh, him on the South Saskatchewan. Yeah, so it was uh, it, it was really cool, and, and it, it really opened up in, uh, you know what I want to do for a canoer and bringing people out there. Like, this year, I'm going to be guiding a, a judge. Uh, up to our Arctic coast for the next three okay. years, awesome. and uh, he's uh, he, he's an ama- another amazing guy, mm-hmm. um, strong paddler, and he's just got a passion for wanting to cross the country and get to know our First Nations to make proper decisions. Perfect. And yeah, you you know it's uh, hats off to him for, for taking on a challenge that we're doing, you know, at, exactly. almost, at almost the age of 70. To be participating
1: mm-hmm. at that level, to make yeah.
2: the, to make the reason decisions. To make the the right decisions, yeah. you know, and that's the reason why I told him absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, when when he explained things to me on on that level on on why and and how he wants to do things. It really caught my yeah. heart and uh, he totally different like, scenario to do it. Yeah, you yeah. bet, you know, because uh, you know, you get so many people they they really do want to help for First Nations but they go in and they fly into these places. Yeah and they're there for a few hours or a day or two, and then you're they not, fly back over. You're not seeing what you no, should No, and, and as soon as they see them come in with a plane, they change. Yeah, yeah the story changes. Well, yeah. Frank yeah.
0: Wolf has done a couple of uh, videos, uh, films. Yes. Um, and he's stopped in different spots and talked with the First Nations, and there's been a couple other uh people that you know with the real paddling film festival we've seen videos mm-hmm. and they're doing the northern trips and they stop at different places and talk to the first nations mm-hmm. people that's the way to do it you come in, don't just fly you get, in fly out
1: before noon game. it's
2: like anybody you got to gain their respect yeah, yeah. you, you know? come
1: in off the water you make the effort to get there by under your own power and it's it's different your presentation to the community yes. is different yeah right it's it's not like yeah you you fly in and you're it's like you know you're, you're observing by a helicopter you're not really learning anything by flying into a community everybody's on guard yeah right so yeah it's good to see that he's doing this to well that's what
2: i mean uh, the the political end of it could probably take a note out of that to yes, show absolutely people that, you know like hey you, you really want to find out what the issues are mm-hmm. you know don't just fly in there and yeah you know uh, talk to these people yes paddle in show them that you're willing to make yeah. that sacrifice to spend hear their some words, time yeah and spend yeah. some time you know too many times they just go out there just to get a vote yeah mm-hmm. you know and you can see yeah. it
3: mm-hmm.
2: or they're talking off a paper like this and they're saying oh i uh you know i really uh have love and compassion for you people." you know what smile, i mean it, insert, sounds, smile it just looks to you. Yeah. so fake to yeah me. yeah you know when uh when, you, when you're talking to people you should be able to look at them in the eye and speak from your heart yes you know it's not rocket science you know <laughs> no or, not at um, all it's humanity yeah
0: but you were able to do, to, to go in and talk to people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now the weather was the big issue fires. I know when we were out, uh, the, the Rockies way, the fires were starting big time. Yeah.
2: And- we were actually in, uh, we we're on Lake Winnipeg when, uh, when the fires started hitting Williams Lake and we actually walked through Williams Lake, right. um, you know, through that highway 20 and all that, and, you know, uh, I think we were one of the last ones to stop at this Lee's Corner, it was an infamous little spot and it burned right to the ground. Huh. It went right in there and just decimated. Gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, fire's incredibly destructive, uh, cleaner at the same time. But yeah, and uh, and knowing the people in the community and getting to know them and, you know, stopping doing talks and everything, you know, talking at the schools and then, you know, hearing afterwards, uh, you know, what had happened, but knowing full well too. Uh, the pride of knowing those people and knowing that they're so they're a strong community and a fire like that ain't gonna take ain't gonna them stop out, them them at all no it's it's just it's gonna bring that solidarity and that community tighter and closer together, right you know so yeah that was uh yeah the fires are always on mind, you know um especially when lightning and mm-hmm. uh and storms that are whipping around you uh fire starts up beside you, you know you're pretty much at the mercy of what whatever the hell eh yeah. You got to, uh, you got to be real careful on, on where you place yourself in, uh, in the bush. That's for sure. Spitzy's having Spitsy's a dream of a little dream of, <laughs> of something back there. That's awesome. <laughs> He's barking in his sleep. Chasing rabbits again. Eh? Uh,
0: now when you guys got out this way, David, I don't know, I, I think he maybe had, uh, some prior commitments or something, but he opted out a couple of weeks before, before you finally called it a day.
2: Uh, no, what had happened is, uh, we got to Red Rock, mm-hmm. uh, on Lake Superior, we had a couple of real dirty scares. Right, um, it was pretty incredible. Um, and David's instincts told him he's gonna get off the lake. Oh, right? okay. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I don't blame him. Mine were there, very there too. But Mother Nature is telling me keep up, right. keep going. You know, put a couple more days. She had something to say. You know, I, I always have a real good connection with her on on Lake Superior. Yeah. So I put a two more days in, and then the winds. I had two really bad scares. Um, and I know I was going by the Cavender cliffs. I almost lost it there on my previous trip. So I decided, okay, enough's enough. I went down to the dock and the winds were up pretty high. Okay. And I was asking, what am I supposed to do here? You know, give me a, give me a sign, do something. And I had my rubber boots on there and I was standing at the dock and this wave kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> and, covered it and sloshed my boots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was telling you. <laughs> so that was pretty much it. That was her saying enough's enough okay so so, that's when i i opted we come in and david met me in killarney here right and uh he was going to continue on and uh i said well i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do the same thing too eh, Like, but uh that's awesome (laughs) so yeah and uh we kind of went separate ways from there so we were out 178 days together that's and uh yeah and like uh and I know there were some people thinking there was an animosity there or something. But it wasn't like I still keep yeah. up with David to this day, and uh, yeah, I imagine he'll be uh, he'll be uh, coming on a trip or two with me again. So yeah. I was telling well, him like about what I'm doing.
0: We we really enjoyed looking at his photos and stuff. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, he's talented. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, you bet. And uh, yeah, it was just an absolute pleasure and an honor to have somebody like that take the time, take that much time out of their life to come see what I do. Yeah, you
0: and know. like you're saying, it's got to be weird having somebody other than Spitzie along. For the journey, yeah it was right? it was
2: it was different you know and uh, but you know I appreciate it now I'm thinking you know what I, I could do it again you know yeah and, and it is because I mean it, it all depends like I've done guiding before too and when you get people uh, when you get people out there and they get into that negative attitude it it kind of construes into everybody else kind of a dLA eh? so I, I know that's why I always like staying solo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's my attitude, my trip. It's, you know, exactly. I, if I want to get in a bad mood, I can, but it doesn't <laughs> harm anybody, right? That's right. <laughs> and if you got somebody with you. Yeah, exactly. Uh. You know, or they or they get into a bad mood, you know, and it can, eh? But I mean, yeah, no, David was an absolute pleasure to have along with. That was, uh, that was it was pretty cool.
0: That's cool, yeah. yeah. So if you look back out over all your trips, is there a huge difference between how you do things now versus... How you do things on a trip back in 2011. Have you noticed a big change in the way you're paddling, the way you're packing gear, the way you're portaging, the- or have you just sort of continued on?
2: As- I just pretty much continued on, like from 2011. Well, my 2000, well, yes, actually, I could say my 2014 and my 2016 trip were all about time. Right. And moving as far and as fast as I can in a run of a day, and, you know, sometimes paddling two days straight. Right. Uh, where this trip was more of a, a thank you to Canada, you know, so I kind of went nonchalant a little bit and just kind of took my time a little bit more, stopped and ate a little more. Right. So that that was the difference part of it uh, on that end of it. You're, you've you've done the, the the race. Now you're just
0: doing the enjoyable trip. Exactly.
2: Yeah. It's like I didn't feel like I had to prove anything more on it. Like I mean, mm-hmm. having my other big trips and especially my 2016 being successful on that. But uh, yeah, I really wanted to uh, really wanted to push. Uh, Push the envelope, so to speak, and uh, you know, taking uh, taking that 2016 run rate into and run right in 2017 a few months later and doing it again, and uh, yeah, I was uh, I, I had some wounds that came back. Like I mean, uh, lots of I had a few slips and falls. Like yeah. you you know, uh, you really got to watch how you place yourself in the bush, and you know, you get hurt every once in a while. And then when I took sick, and I was my plan was originally when I first got here was to continue on. Uh, the winds wouldn't let me out. Right. Uh, so I decided I'm going to go up through Killarney Park, paddle up towards Sudbury. I know there's a big fin population up there. I figured I'd get a really good reception up there. And I took sick in the park. I don't know if it was just from stress or whatever. And yeah, my foot was aching and my knee and my back and my ankle and everything was just, it just piled on. So I decided uh, it's time to call it, you know, before I back hurt myself. In for the to year. The, yeah, to the point where I won't be able to do it next year, yeah, or the year after. Exactly, I won't yeah. get a permanent injury out of it. So yeah, I had to, uh, had to swallow my pride, <laughs> you know, and uh, and that's all it was, you know, and then decided that I'm gonna come out of the bush.
1: It's understandable. It's a long period of time to mm-hmm. every single day yeah. be, be pushing and moving on, moving on. Yeah. And it kind of gives you an appreciation for voyageurs when when they absolutely. weren't just pulling a canoe and, you know, they're, <laughs> they're 90 go, pound go, go, packs go, go, go. over land. And yeah, like, you oh. bet. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, and I mean, not uh, not for the faint of heart. Oh, no, no absolutely, absolutely not. No, it's, no. Uh, yeah, you're going
0: to gain a new respect for them.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing that, uh, that, that really did bring to me on all my trips is just, how our nation was built, mm-hmm. you know, and the respect that, that, that I give to our ancestors who really went out of their way to, uh, to work hard and do what they did. You know, they, it, it was absolutely amazing what they, uh, what they would have gone through just to get yeah. a meal on the, on the plate, you know.
0: Well, we were talking earlier there and said, uh, you know. You get people that are doing a canoe trip and they're like, "Yeah, I just did a one kilometer portage." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you look back in the books what these guys were doing. You're like, "Yeah, I feel like a putz now." <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. When you look back and see what they accomplished yeah. in, in the time frame that they did it in, also, mm-hmm. uh, they moved. And you know? no, they I mean, didn't have all the lightweight gear that we've got today.
0: No, that's just yeah. it. It was yeah. birch
2: bark and you know canvas. Uh, you know, it was wrapped packs. You know, yeah. you had your trolley. You, you know, man, what they they had to have been just so tough yeah so I would, tough i don't know that i'd be wanting to do it that's for sure yeah, yeah i know it's incredible no we're too big for voyagers anyway eh? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah i've seen <laughs> some of david's
1: pictures of you doing portages and so you're hauling your your rig down the road and stuff yeah what's the longest portage you've
2: done on this uh the one we went from bella Coola to valmont was 880 kilometers wow that took us 30 days that wow. was one portage. So that was the first portage yeah very first portage, so it was uh, it was a long haul. Uh, just to get through BC, it was a thousand kilometers of portaging and two hundred of paddling, and uh, mm. on Kinbasket Lake. So yeah, it was it was a long haul. Uh, <laughs> it's funny
0: because we we just did uh, last week's show was um, uh, I discovered it is possible to paddle all around <laughs> the world through the continents, not just you know circumvent through. The oceans. Yeah. And part of it was once we get to Canada, we know, thanks Mike Ranta, yeah. you can yeah. paddle across Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't paddle all the way across, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: No, that's well I that's yeah, the the Rocky Mountains have something to say about that, of course. Yeah. But I mean uh, they did, like Alexander Mackenzie uh, you know, came to uh came to uh, Bella through the grease trails. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh the what trails? The they're called the grease trails. That's where they took the oh, what was the fish now? Ilumit. It's a it's a like a smelt. Uh. Okay. And anyway, okay. they used to spawn them, or when they come in for the spawn, they would net them, and then they'd render the fat from it. Oh. Uh. And that's what they traded. Huh. Yeah, the grease from the so they called it the grease trails. The grease so, trails. Yeah. So they would haul that up and over, and they would trade with the First Nations would okay. trade with each other, yeah. right? right? And that's how Alexander Mackenzie ended up mm-hmm. getting to to uh, Bella Coola. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, it was it was pretty cool to to see all that. Now, when you were
0: out away from civilization for so long, you had uh, your spot unit. You had a uh, no, I had a um, Delorme, the Delorme yeah. unit, right? Uh, cell phones or yep, yeah, right, I had a cell
2: phone, it? and uh, of course, I always got paper maps, right? Like, uh, but I used mostly our phone for where we were, like you just. I mean, your Google uh, maps seem to work anywhere and everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, I still uh, prefer a paper map, though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, well,
2: yeah. yeah I do. It's because it's you don't have to do this all the time, and yeah. you don't have to worry about charging anything. We had goal zeros for uh, for solar panels, Right. which amazing. I mean, charges everything. Oh, and- it charges everything, and I mean, they're so tough. I actually had I uh, dropped one on the road, didn't realize it, and uh, somebody ran it over. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, way. this other guy brings it back to me and says, is this your solar panel? And I'd look behind me realizing mine was missing. I said, Yeah. He goes, Oh, I'm sorry, but I you know, I, I watched this guy run it over, right? So I grabbed it and it was kind of bangled a little bit. But yeah, I plugged her in and it still works. Wow. That's <laughs> impressive.
0: <laughs> did it um charge like bigger batteries or just USB stuff? Like David's battery packs for his cameras. Yeah, he,
2: he used uh, he used the solar panels really? to charge all that. Yeah.
0: Cause we were we were thinking about that the other day about a couple of well, we did that, we were talking about yeah. a, uh, the water lily charger, and it's just a little fan that you can put underwater or with air or hand crank, but it's all USB stuff. Oh yeah, which wouldn't be great for DSLR cameras and stuff, yeah. batteries, right? Yeah, but uh, those things have no problems.
2: Well, his uh, had a, he got a little inverter pack with it, right? A okay. Charger pack with it, and yeah. it had a plug in for that. Yeah. Oh, okay, so That's he cool. just switch it over, and then he'd plug his camera batteries in. And, yeah, he charge kept, them uh, up, and yeah, off he kept you go. everything charged, right? Because that would be chart. my big
0: thing: is, is how am I going to charge all the batteries yeah. to my yeah. my
2: film gear and all that, right? Yeah.
0: Which is which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But you were able to keep in contact with people. I mean, like I said, we, we were following you. Yeah. And having that alarm,
2: I mean, it was, I think it's 99% coverage of the world. Yeah. So it was nice to uh, to be able to put in text, you know what I mean? Tell people what I'm doing, where I'm at, I'm okay, and, and all that stuff. Just you know, when you didn't have cell service, right? Right. Or a Wi-Fi, you know, you can, you can uh, you know, there were several days where you'd be windswept and that's the only thing you could use. Was that to get... People and say. yeah, and it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a peace of mind for my dad and family and friends, mm. you know, because then I could text to say I'm all right instead okay. of sitting that dot just sitting there wonder for what three four days and nothing going on, right?
1: Yeah, they wonder what's going on. Did yeah, you lose I, it? Are you injured?
2: Can you can't? Communicate? Yeah, can you move? So at can least you if do with, yeah,
1: at least if you can, and is it two way communication? Can yes. you receive? So yeah, I can I can receive text
2: too. Yeah. So it's uh yeah it's it was really cool yeah you know and the the plans they got are amazing like seventy dollars a month, unlimited text and tracking, perfect. You know it was yeah. uh, it was sending out a, te- a a signal every ten minutes mm-hmm. when I was moving yeah and it would it would stay charged for three days like, yeah and it would only take three hours to charge it up full you know, oh. so I always had my solar panel out yeah and I just plug it in make sure it was always at you know when I seen it at fifty percent or whatever It'd give you Top a little warning saying it's yeah. down top or up and away you go. Right. So yeah. And it That's worked and the solar panels work no matter what weather, as long as it was daylight. It, yeah. You mean, it, and I, you, we, you we've, we've your, used some
0: that were once it starts clouding over, it, yeah. it drops dramatically. Yeah, and I tried
2: to go the cheap route with it. I did. You have to you spend the money the for solar. You bet. And yeah. you know, like I said, goal zero is, they're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. They're a really good group.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So when you were planning all this, did you plan resupplies and all that sort of stuff? or for no, lack of I live terms, just a lot. Wing it. Uh, we
2: just winged it. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew the where we were heading. We we're going to be hitting up most communities. And uh, David always had a 10-day supply of dried goods with him, and so did I. You know, right. a week to 10 days, just in case you do get okay. hung up or your legs broke and you can't get out of there, and yeah. they can't get to you. At least you got porridge and trail mix and stuff. You're going to die of
0: gangrene, not starvation. Yeah. And then, uh, we, we, <laughs> boy. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way, eh? <laughs> you're not going
2: to starve to death. That's right. That'd be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I ate a lot of fish, you know, uh, I forage. Like, I mean, there's, there's lots of plants out there. The place mm-hmm. is a supermarket me. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's having that knowledge base of, uh, of your plants around there and, and, you know, and enjoying the, the bounties of the so he must
1: have taught david a few things about yeah
2: absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah he was he was pretty impressed in a, in a few areas where yeah. uh you know we'd go in there and, you know especially cattails he didn't realize how edible they the were. roots and stuff yeah. yes well the roots yeah. the you know at that time when we were going along lake winnipeg the flour was coming out on me right and you can actually get more flour out of a cattail than you do out of a, a wheat like yeah per mm-hmm. acre. okay so you, all you do is just take and it's uh the, the yellow right off the off the end of it and you just Take your stainless steel bowl and you just tap it on there and it falls off, go to the next one and That easy. Within I'd say within a half hour you've got enough to make pancakes to fish. So did you
1: not even have to harvest the cattail itself? Just knock no. it into the No, Yeah, bowl just knock it off, yeah. And leave the cattail yeah. living. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. And if you want, there's always the rhizome, the roots. Yeah. They're edible. Uh, high that in taste? starch. Um, I find it like my, my favorite part of the plant is right in the spring. Mm-hmm. When they come up they're they're about the size of butter knives. Mm-hmm. Oh, the shoot. The shoot. Yeah. yeah. And you take them, you peel them off and it's a, kind of a cross between an asparagus and a spinach, I guess. Oh. Yeah. A high in carbs. Okay. You know what I mean? And just, it's delicious. Hmm. A little bit of salt and pepper and some garlic powder in there. And you're good to go. You're good to go. Yeah. A little bit of butter and or oil or whatever, yeah. just to get them on the go or you just steam them. And yeah, they're delicious. Huh. Dandelions. Oh, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dandelions are delicious. You can make wala, uh, wine out of that as well. Yeah, yeah. you can make wine. I take yeah. the flowers themselves, and I'll put them in a batter and give them a quick fry. Um, or you just fry them right straight out, give them a quick fry with it, and okay. then uh, mix it with balsamic vinegar and some salt and pepper and down the hatch. <laughs> yeah, And touch-me-nots, there's lots of them around, sarsaparilla, uh, you know, the countless berries, yeah. you know. So yeah, if you know what you're looking for at the right times of year, and, 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 that's and the, the key mushrooms, thing, yeah.
1: knowing what you're looking for because yeah. you know yeah, I mushrooms could, are the one that I me. couldn't trust myself. Yeah, well, like, David
2: pointed out. He goes, "Man, what kind of mushroom is this?" And I'm looking at it's a morale. beautiful. <laughs> Where'd you find that? I said, I yeah. went over there. and we picked up about a dozen of them. And I, yeah. and I was, he goes, "Are you sure they're edible?" I said, "Absolutely." <laughs> Try I know one. These, yeah. <laughs> 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 eat that and I'll tell you in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, it was delicious. Yeah. You're yes. right. It's knowledge. But at the same time, too, I tell people, if you're going to go, make sure you got your books with you. Yes. Make sure what Reference. you're Because mm-hmm. I have made the mistake before, and I've actually bit into a blue iris, which I thought was a cattail. Okay. Uh, and it burnt my exophagus and everything. As oh. soon as I bit into it, I knew. But some went down. Some went yeah. Past, and yeah. then I spit out, and I never had any water. I was drinking ditch water. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it, oh, I, went, I could feel it all the way down, eh? Bad. And yeah, it was burning. Like huh. it was really highly acidic. Eh? And yeah, so I could tell right away that wasn't the right plant because I usually just rip the cat tail yeah. out and strip her down and yeah. bite on it. Eh? But you know better now. I know better now. Yeah, <laughs> I won't that was, do that a third uh, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, it worked out good though. It, it's uh, there, there's like I said, there, there's a lot to eat out there. Yeah, you know. But again, it, it's having the knowledge to to see it and and go for it, right?
0: Yeah, and it seems following you along that that. Everywhere you're going, people are saying, "Hey, come on in." Have a oh bite yeah. to and eat. that's that
2: was my rule of thumb, um, and I explained that to David when when we left. If anybody invites us in for a cup of coffee or a beer, we stop, and we talk to them. Yeah, and everybody's got a story. A story to tell. Know? And so yeah. yeah, and I met some great people that way, you know, Well, yeah. oh, come on in for a beer. All right. I got to, yeah. you know, we'd be just getting on to the day or whatever, or just getting ready to shut down, trying to make a little Oh, well, I needed something for my Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it was pretty cool to, uh, to sit down and, uh, and meet just the regular great Canadians. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and seeing how impressed they were for what we we're doing and, and that hospitality that we're all known for
1: and nope. that was one of my questions that i wanted to ask because i was thinking with this is this was a long and grueling trip you'd think you'd be in fight and trim but then people just keep on feeding you oh yeah well in my yeah. two-
0: what happened to mike he looks anorexic yeah well I no mean, yeah it's uh in my
2: 2011 trip i lost 54 pounds i believe uh my 2014 trip i lost 65 pounds holy cow my 2016 trip i lost 80 uh, and this year, I probably lost. I think it was fifty some pounds. Yeah.
1: Oh, you really? Uh, it's like a so hibernating I, bear in the winter Yeah, you, you really mean, I up. Weight? that's my favorite part of these trips. Or Got one month before I leave, leave for the I, trip. I went
2: to cooking school for two years. So I mean, I can get sparks flying off a plate. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to burn her up. So, and I love my Italian cooking classes. Yeah. So I, I put the weight on because I know just how grueling the trip is. Yeah. if not mm-hmm. uh, when uh, when I used to do prior trips. I go in for a month or or six weeks. Yeah. And I call it the ache, Um, when your body runs out of its fat, so to speak. Oh, okay. Literally eating yourself when Mm -hmm. you're moving along like that, and you can get like a, it's almost like a dull ache in your bones and your joints.
1: Because it's trying to pull energy from somewhere. Yeah,
2: exactly. So you gotta feed yourself, so to speak, because you are putting in. You literally can't eat as much as as you're burning. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you can you can only put in so much. Yeah. And then. yeah, so it's uh, you, you gotta you gotta let you gotta have that little bit, bit of a bank there to uh, to make it go.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, business, it's a lot of it's a lot of energy to output to the constant driving, the constant paddling. It's not like yeah. you can just give up and take a break in yeah, the I middle mean, of the river.
2: When when the sun was out, you know, during that summer solace and all that, yep. uh, You know, it was anywhere from eighteen to take as much 30 daylight hours, as you I can. Go. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I got a good moon and I was in the right conditions absolutely yeah. I would, uh, you just I, would keep plowing uh, through. I would just keep popping onto her right yeah. and yeah. Uh, it was uh yeah and, that, and that's what you got to do to, to yeah. get across like that a mm-hmm. you know, uh, lot of time a lot of energy going in hmm. yeah takes a lot of and idea, take sure. and yeah I take every opportunity to move forward you yeah know, that, those extra few minutes like I was literally getting in the canoe uh go I had the stove right at my feet yep yeah. And I'd be making porridge and going down the river. Oh, really? You know, so I always yeah, had coffee. I had everything all set up right there. So it was just everything boiled up. you know what well, I mean, when you're Did looking you need... at the old voyageur stuff,
0: that's what they would do. Oh, right? yeah. They'd have the everything all ready to go. They everything had the cast pot. In the pot as they're going first Well, they thing. carried
2: their fire with them. Yeah. and They, they had would, a little coal plant.
0: Yeah. Well, do you know what Stop he needs? Stop somewhere along the way. Well, yeah.
1: What have we covered off in the earlier, oh, how to cook? he
0: needs the crotch pot.
2: <laughs> the crotch Do pot. Do some crotch pot cooking. <laughs> we found this thing. We've, we, we've,
1: <coughs> we've reviewed it in the past. It's a bag that you tie around your waist, inside your pants, and you put your oatmeal or whatever you're going to cook or eat, and it uses body heat. So the more you work, the more energy and heat you give off, and it cooks your porridge in the morning in your pants. Or anything else dehydrated, right? So when so you're doing that 840,
0: 840 kilometer... Uh, we're not joking. This is yeah. a real thing. <laughs> when you're doing that 840 kilometer portage across the mountains... Yeah. yeah. Dude, you could have been eating like we're a king. You one on snips, Eric, and put it like... Make some bread. You're wearing a diaper now, dog. No? <laughs> He's making the bread. He's cooking the steaks. He's yeah. got pasta going. <laughs> we're
2: eating like kings tonight. <laughs> yeah, our bit underneath their yeah. Burger, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, it's good eating tonight. Oh, that's something else. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that would all work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you have a 2014 adventure. You put out a book. Yes, uh, Mike and Spitzie's Great Canadian Adventure 2014. Yep, you can get it on Amazon. I believe so. Yep. Okay, and some places in Attawakie stores carry uh, it or we're carrying it or yeah
2: actually I'm putting some um, I'm going to put a box down at the jeez uh, what's that place called no, the provincial park the oh Colarney up in Colarney provincial Colarney park. Park. Yeah. park yeah working with them to promote the park and right and get people to come into town you know, and check uh, out, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, like I said, uh, is only 10 kilometers away, yeah, and uh, we've got the best fish and chips in the world here. And yeah, you we got had some today, yeah, we got to go yeah. to oh, you got to go to her Herb- check out her. has Herb- yeah, Herb- got excellent food. Yeah. I mean, the cooks down there at the lodge and everything, it's there, yeah, second to none. Awesome, yeah. that was a good, decent awesome.
1: lunch today, that's for sure,
2: yeah yeah no it's Peter uh holiday. yeah and it, it get another <laughs>
1: getting more uh indication of uh how you are with the community because everybody was saying hey mike how you doing mike yeah. it's like the whole community was uh, outside greeting you and yeah it was pretty it's, incredible. It, it's
2: pretty yeah, I, I feel incredibly welcome here yes you know it's, it's amazing. uh it was it was a no-brainer like i said when john invited me to to move here and i thought you know this this would be an amazing spot yeah you know and uh yeah it was it was a sin that we had lost them but you know it was you know that's that's the way things go in life mm-hmm. but uh it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just amazing the way the community has really opened up their doors. Yeah, it's and, incredible. And, uh, and knowing that he was such a recognized, iconic figure in town. And, and yeah. uh, I think being a friend of Johnny Z's was one of the, or if not the biggest reasons why I, I, I've been so welcome here. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully yeah.
0: you can sort of carry on the, the tradition legacy, yeah, of, of. Absolutely, you know, know?
2: Living, uh, living well and showing love and compassion for, for our country and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and doing things right, you know, and always taking that time to do it. Well, That's what you got to yeah. do is just take that little bit of time, yeah. right? I don't know um, that I'm that welcome in my own home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, your kids look at me like, oh my God, you're taking them out, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get them out of here. I think yeah. your, son, your son's how old now? Four. Yeah, yeah that's why he only offered me $20 to leave you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, 20 bucks if you don't bring them home, he says. Little news, you know I charge 50 Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring him halfway. So, yeah. you know, I'll yeah. lose <laughs> them in Perry Sound somewhere. <laughs> um, before we go, just one more thing here. Uh, your canoes. You used a different canoe for every trip.
2: No, um, or the last same? year and this year's trip, I used uh, Surrey River. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's a, my It's hometown.
1: a custom canoe. Just for uh,
2: well, I, it's uh, it's an 18 foot wilderness. Um, I had them put an extra hull, like an extra layer into the hull. Okay. And yeah, I I custom made everything for it, the top decks and all that stuff. Okay. I, I put that all in myself. And then uh, yeah, this year I actually uh, Clipper. Uh, hip, uh, we're working together with uh, Clipper Canoe. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, they're gonna—they're sponsoring me a Canadian flag canoe to uh, to do my northern trips. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna have that canoe for our next four four big trips, and then probably retire Excellent.
1: it. So you you've basically run out of places for people to sign their uh, signatures on. Yeah, pretty, yeah, <laughs> I've got thousands of signatures on that canoe. signing so, Mike. Yeah,
2: and it was that was uh, that was a big draw for people, and you know, and it, and it was to have those signatures. You know, it, like I said, uh, it, it's incredibly tough trip mentally physically absolutely and sometimes to look down to get that inspiration to see that the you know, people that, uh, the all people the names signed it, you know and just and it was funny there was a lot of a uh, lot of cool stories with it there was one uh, older girl that come up there and she goes I don't know where to sign and I said well just sign anywhere on there she goes well I don't want to sign on top of somebody else's name and I said yeah. and before I could even think of the words I said don't worry, somebody will be on top of you by the end of the day. Oh. <laughs> oh. And I was grabbing for those words before they hit her ears. Eh? And she looked at me, excuse me?
0: It's <laughs> not what I meant. That's not
2: what I meant. I She's <laughs> laughing at She's looking at me. So it was funny. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, And then you had to watch what people wrote down on it too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Uh, I, it, and it was great. It was a great way to meet up with people and, and uh, get their signature to put on something that's, like I said, an, uh, iconic, uh, an iconic thing for Canada. Yeah. You know, our, our canoe really is. Is, is really, uh, yeah, and you know, it's, uh, and by rights. You know, it's, it's how we built our, uh, built our nation. Well, when you, when you see the canoe that you've got, like, I mean, it's
0: totally covered. Yes, and yeah. everybody was was happy to sign it. Yeah, there's, everybody there's, was went under. I mean, there's people that went out of their way to come. And oh, see absolutely, it and, yeah. And people sign
2: people stop on the side of the roads, which was sometimes good, sometimes bad, because uh, yeah. some people Backup think traffic. the laws of physics don't apply to them. <laughs> 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 so they just pull right on the side of the road. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. I had one guy uh, pull up right beside me, like a busy highway too, up yeah. by Golden. <laughs> in my 2016 trip he goes hey what are you up to i said i don't know i said and there's trucks whipping past oh. and i'm just like i said i don't know uh possibly bearing witness to a accident might even be personally involved <laughs> <laughs> just saying there's a there's a spot right up there you can pull over <laughs> i'll meet you there make a sandwich while i'm wait- waiting <laughs> exactly. for me yeah. so it was funny eh but yeah and you know and uh, and seeing the people who pulled over and, and running into just all kinds of colorful people. Yeah, yeah. Some of the religious ones were funny, especially out east. Oh, okay, yeah. Because
1: <laughs> I was, I can imagine
2: built like Jesus. I yeah. <laughs> so here I am towing this thing down this is by in <laughs> New Brunswick or Nova Scotia, and there's this group singing. Okay. One tall fella there. He was the reverend, I guess. Bible in hand, and they're all doing their thing, and then I come walking up in the rain, just <laughs> towing. I might as well have been towing the cross. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> And they see it as a
2: sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they come over, oh, what are you up to, my son? And I said, well, I'm paddling across Canada for appreciation of our veterans, just showing love and compassion and, you know, being a true Canadian. And they just thought that was wonderful. So they started following me singing hymns. Oh. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. Everybody starts running out. <laughs> so I'm dragging this canoe thinking, hey, right on. Follow you know? <laughs> <laughs> like... <Call> me, boys. <laughs> so I'm about to head up this big, long hill yeah. right at the end of town. And uh, they're following me still. So I'm just like, okay, this is dangerous now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's on a highway. Uh, it's already enough. Starting from the rocks, at <laughs> <laughs> So I turned around and I told him, I said, I just been, uh, I said, I just come to an epiphany of things. I said, but this is where our Lord Jesus really wants me to go on my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. oh, oh, wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he sang all the way until he went up over the hill. <laughs> oh, it was his yeah, own theme called, music, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so, laughing. So like So I'm at oh. church
0: today, and Jesus walks so up, <laughs> toting a
2: canoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it was a great day. I'm going to go next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was unique. Yeah, in uh, like I said, you get all kinds of colorful people. Yeah. Oh, there, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's that's the beauty part of the trip too. But nobody ever, like I never had anything malicious. Nobody ever come up That's to, awesome. That's to good. you know, bad mouth or yeah. anything. It was a real feel good trip on that.
1: Cause you hear stories sometimes of people do like, the uh, Terry Fox was, uh, uh, he was, when he was heading through Quebec way back when, yeah. uh, a Frenchman stopped and, and, was almost ordering him into the car. I couldn't believe he was walking on the side of the highway with one leg. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so the, the Frenchman got very angry with Terry Fox for, for not listening to him to get off the highway. Mm-hmm. And so he was almost accosted by this Frenchman. Right. And it's uh it's nice to see that. That you were accepted so easily yeah. and so readily and, and you, and you are recognized in communities yeah. now too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's good that everything went so smoothly and well.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was awesome. But, I mean, the most dangerous part of the trip was walking on the side of that highway. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, you get uh, clipped by rocks. I mean, it all takes oh, one yeah. buddy with one little brain fart or yeah. texting or whatever. And, yeah, you know, you could, uh, you know, even just a slight clip. And I was more worried about spits, too, than yes. anything, you know. so yeah. he's But he was a pretty smart dog. He got nailed a couple of times by just little stuff coming off. So okay. he would walk. Oh, as close <laughs> to the end as possible. Yeah, right by the way. Yeah. So if anything did yeah. come by, he was going to get me in you the way. <laughs> Did you have yeah, any police yeah. stop to chat with you? Oh, yes. Yeah, actually, uh, I got a couple of good stories. One was in Grand Prairie. Oh, not Grand Prairie. Uh, Prairie Portage. Portage to Prairie. I think Portage like to Prairie. Yeah. And uh, so I'm walking from Lake Manitoba over to the Assiniboine River. So I'm just getting in. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I was up for 22 hours. Oh. Walking in with my poles and everything. Police car pulls up. Says, "Oh, what are you doing and all this? So I'm explaining it to him. I said, I'm just heading over to the campground. I can literally see it. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, just heading over to the campground, get some, uh, you know, get some sleep. And then going to head down to the Assiniboine and give him my card and everything. And I said, oh, right on, you know, walk maybe five more minutes. Another police car pulled up. <laughs> Who are Dude, you? What, what are you doing? I said, well, I just <laughs> talked to yeah, it must have been so Just talked to one of your guys there. I told him what I was doing the whole night. Oh, right on, right on. Um, I said, I'm just heading right to that campground right over there, you know, like so starting along. And then I, before I got to the bridge to turn into the campground, that same police officer from the first time with a younger officer, a different officer approached me again and he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to be truthful with me. So, go ahead. What is it? What do you got for bears? I said, I got some salt and pepper, a frying pan, some oil. <laughs> said. And he goes, you know what I mean? I said, no, I don't. I wanted to ask me, do you have a weapon? Oh yeah, that's what I assume, yeah. 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 And I said, no, I don't. He goes, would you mind searching? I said, absolutely not. I said, you can go ahead and search all you want. I said, I'm gonna head right over to that campground. I said, I'm gonna put up my tent. I said, by the time you're done taking the covers off my canoe, I said, I'm gonna be sleeping. And you can look for whatever you want. I said, I don't need a gun. I said, the most dangerous thing on the face of the planet is a human being with a gun.
3: Yes. (laughs)
2: Until the young fellow was laughing yeah he was trying to i don't know be authoritative i yeah. guess yeah. professional yeah figure. and yeah uh, I, w- I was just laughing at him pretty yeah. much yeah and i said you can <laughs> go ahead and look at it whatever the hell you want in Here, i said but i've been up for 22 hours it's really not <laughs> while well, you're searching my canoe can yeah exactly you know <laughs> help me on un- uh, yeah. yeah. so we yeah. got trying to and Spitz ended up pissing on his leg Oh, <laughs> oh awesome. it was yeah it was just like, down oh, with the man and then you didn't even see it he was sitting there talking and Spitz looks at me with this smile and pissing I'm just like
0: fucking dog <laughs> <laughs> he come bail me out yeah exactly eh? <laughs> So,
2: yeah, that was, uh, and then they just come over. They didn't search nothing. They yeah. told me, Then they realized I didn't have any guns or nothing like that. My yet. gun is
0: in the middle of my tent. It's right there. If you yeah. go over there on that campground, <laughs> open the tent. <laughs> you'll need these pegs to yeah. hold, put, put it all poles. down there. I'll be sleeping under the tree.
2: And then the other one was going up the Winnipeg River and, and, uh in 2014, it was huge floods, uh, oh, okay. the mm-hmm. highest water since 1926. It was oh. the first time in history they opened up all seven dams on the river to release the waters from from uh, Lake of the Woods. Yep. So I'm going up and I couldn't get around these set of docks. The portage was about maybe a kilometer up and I just to the dam and I just couldn't get around these fucking docks. Like they was just yep. the water was moving too fast. I tried three times and said to hell with it. So I tied off to the dock. I went upstairs, went up the went up the to the house to see if anybody was home to get permission to yeah. to uh, portage from there. So I went in there, knocked on the door. Nobody was home, no vehicles in the driveway. So I thought, like, well, I'll go over and talk to the neighbor. So if there's vehicles there. I went over there, knocked on the door. No answer. Rang the doorbell, nothing. I said, I heard some people on the other side of the house. Okay. The next, the other neighbor. So I went over there and I actually seen somebody and I rang the doorbell and knocked and nobody came out. Huh. And I'm going, well, this is odd. Well, whichever. I took my card and $10 and I stuck it in the door, in the door jam. So when you open it up, they'll see that I was there. And, and uh, so I went down. I started hauling gear up. Okay. So I come up about three times. Uh, Fourth time coming up, I look over and there's two young police officers standing there. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, guys, how you doing? Who are you and what are you doing here? And I said, well, my name's Mike Ranth. And as soon as I, start, I dropped my gear and I started walking toward him, both of them, hand on gun and parted. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, I'm going to reach into my pocket <laughs> and give you a card. <laughs> and he goes, okay, well, who are you? And I'm explaining to him. So I reached out, gave him a card. And the neighbor from the first house, great big guy, he was a football player. right? Eh? Great, big, massive guy. He comes over and he's looking at me all the, not realizing what I look like. I'm yeah. just sweating and just, yeah. you know, dirty yeah. and everything. And The cop gives him his card, I give him that card that I gave him and he's told him, you know, go check it out, whatever. Eh? So I'm talking with him. I said, you know, this is my day, whichever on here. I said, I'm just having a hard time. I can't get around the currents and stuff like that. And he's going, okay, okay. And then the big guy came out and he goes, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Jim, I think his name was, he's, he's legit. And you could just see the relief fall off.
3: Yeah.
2: And I was thinking, okay, I asked him, I said, what the hell's going on here? He goes, do you know whose house this is? I said, how the hell would I know whose yeah. house this is? I said, just explain to you, I pulled up with a fucking canoe. Right? I said, whose house is it? He goes, this is the chief prosecuting attorney for the narcotics division oh. of Manitoba. Oops. <laughs> so, yeah. so they were thinking guys coming back for revenge or yeah, something. Right. The Neighbors were told if anybody comes around, they're shady. <laughs> don't approach them don't do nothing just call part, us just call the police yeah so it was funny eh and the guy felt right bad eh because both neighbors phoned the police wow well, yeah and don't blame them yeah you know yeah. and i said well that's awesome that's yeah. uh, you know looking I should out for neighbors said, that's yeah. awesome good for you looking out for your neighbors and, and you know and stepping up yeah and i said of course i didn't know anything about it and then they wanted to help me with my gear and everything, yeah. eh? and I said, "Oh, oh I'll funny, get it." Yeah, yeah. and, I, and I, I was just kind of laughing well, about you it. Called eh? the cops on me. And at least yeah, you can do. so they made me sandwiches, filled up my water. you want to ride anything? eh? <laughs> any like, so it was pretty cool. I got to meet them, and uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a pretty good laugh over it. But yeah, it made me pretty nervous when you see yeah. a couple of police yeah. officers, especially you know they're in their twenties. When well, yeah. you get this you know, guy that so looks
0: like Jesus coming to the door and he's slipping a card, you think it's Jehovah's Witnesses or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Uh, Don't answer. <laughs> it's Jesus. So that was
2: uh, that was, and then there, there was another time when I was uh, going through. Oh shit! Where was that? That was in New Brunswick, and I blew a tire on my cart. Right. And uh, yeah, a police officer came up. I pulled into this little uh, into a little uh, parking lot there, and he goes, "What are you up to there, bye? And I said, "Oh." Well, explain it to him you know I'm doing this for uh you know for appreciation of our veterans and all that oh good good he's whipped over across the way went over to Tim Hortons and got me a couple double doubles and sat there and helped me change my tire wow eh? yeah it was pretty cool yeah Yeah. and I thought well that's awesome eh? hey he goes oh I appreciate I'm a veteran too yeah so I got him to sign my canoe and everything excellent yeah that's awesome (laughs) yeah it was uh it was it was a great it was a great journey, like I said, and it sounds cliche, but it is the people that you meet along your journey that, that really do make the trip.
3: Yes.
0: And you met and an awful lot of
2: them. Yeah. And it, and it's, you know, and that's why I kind of want to, it's very addicting doing this, mm-hmm. you know, once, once you get into it and then it's, now it's bringing that to the north is where yeah. I really want to get to up to that ocean, you know, and say, yeah, I've been to all three. See to sea to yeah, sea. you bet. You know, yeah. I've been, been to all, uh, all three coasts of, uh, of our country, mm-hmm. you know, and spend some time up there and get to know what. And you uh, say you have four trips planned up north. Uh, yeah, well, I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do the Fort McMurray to Cumberland House this year. Okay. Uh, next year, I'm doing Fort McMurray to uh, Hay River or uh, somewhere onto the Mackenzie River, depending okay. on our time frame. And then the following year, I want to do uh, from wherever I leave off on my second year to Tuktoyaktuk and get right into the ocean. Now. Nice. And then, and my for my fiftieth birthday, I'm gonna paddle from Prince Rupert to Montreal. <laughs> and uh and uh and that's well, this is kind of a recon trip for that because i got to go up to that same area got Right. You. okay and uh well if
0: you end up moving up to tuk 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 you just let us know yeah we'll come visit <laughs> we have to come visit, have to come visit eh? <laughs> yeah hard
2: to say you never know eh? but i i think uh, i think my roots are going to stay pretty solid here in kalani yeah. and that's what i kind of want to hub myself from here yeah and then uh yeah build the big paddle in the meantime of it mm-hmm. Uh, put that out here and then, uh, and then, uh, promote the paddle in the town. So when's you know, the paddle supposed to be 2020? 2020, 2020, yeah. I'm going to have it, I'm going to have it ready for 2020. So I want to, okay. I want to get, uh, I'm going to start on it this April. Right. And, uh, yeah, see if I can get sections done and give me a really good idea of how long it's going to take me to build, the the whole thing, to build the whole thing of it. I I'm over guesstimating when I say nine months, Right. I think it'll be a lot faster than that. It's a good, it's that, winter, but it's, winter thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, this is where I'm going to build it here. So. Well, you got to get this uh, Volkswagen yeah, bug out of here. That's going to be the next step of it for sure. Yeah. I'll be doing that. Uh, I'll be doing that this week. Yeah. yeah I'm just, <laughs> uh, just getting the framing and all that taken care of. And then, yeah, I want to plaster on there. Killarney, Ontario, and, uh, you know, the KBI Lodge, the, uh, the Killarney Mountain Lodge, the Sportsman, uh, Adele's over at the Pines, okay. Herbert right. Fisheries. And uh, and promote the hell out of this place. Yes, like I said, I think it, it'd be a, it'd be a good thing for every Canadian to come see, check you it know? out. Yeah, you bet. Like I said, you you become a better person. Well, we've when, just when been here for the Florida. day, and
0: we've enjoyed what we've seen yeah, so far. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So well, you know what, Mike? For me, it's been great having you here, or us being yes. here. Yes. yes. I'm <laughs> sure you say having people at our place, right? Yeah. Yes. It's been it's been great because I mean, your first trip, your well, second trip in 2014. You know, I started following you a bit, and then yeah. 16 and 17, like. You know, for me, from following from the first little beginnings to what you've been doing is, yeah. is really cool to say, man, that guy's really doing something cool. And then to be sitting here and yeah, chatting with you for the yeah. past two hours. You know, <laughs> yes, it's, it's been that long already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been really cool. So for from, from myself, I want to say a big thanks for for coming on. and uh, Yeah, absolutely. No, you know.
2: it's it's always been a pleasure. I, I love doing uh, the radio interviews and, uh, and well, interviews in general, and like I said before, it's uh, I don't think I've ever been shy in my life, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and I love the chat, and that, and yeah. that is, that's how you communicate. Spitzy and, and could have said a out. bit more. but uh, yeah, Well, he was well, trying you know, in his yeah. sleep there a <laughs> yes. bit, eh? he was doing his chasing his rabbits thing there. But. It is it's, what it is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, it's been a real pleasure. I really appreciate you guys coming down. That's for well, sure. thanks well, uh, thank, thank you very us. much yeah, for having us. It. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got we got some big plans coming in the future, you know. And uh, like I said, uh, having having fun with uh, with the canoe and and showing people, uh, you know, just what we have. Well, I know you're you're you going know. down to the Sportsman Show, uh, the Ontario. Yes, the o- Toronto Outdoor yeah. Show. Yes, yep. absolutely. I'm, um,
0: I'm, I know I'm going to be wandering around there. Yeah. I don't think Derek's going to be with me. I won't be able to make it. No. Yeah. So. I'll come up and I'll, I'll listen to yeah, you talk. Absolutely. I'll make fun, throw things. Yeah, yeah. The regular, the regular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: doing two talks on Friday and Saturday. I'm doing one. Uh, how to rescue a baby moose. And uh, the Grab other by one is the ears. yeah, and the other one is how to kill a bear with your bare hands. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome, You know what? I know where I can get you a bear. I'll, I'll make a trip to the zoo. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'll Stop be in Toronto dude, and then bring him. Over. I couldn't, I couldn't kill a bear if I wanted to anyway. <laughs> yeah, <but you laughs> Not with your bare hands. <laughs> and just yeah, hit the brake at the people. You need, you need to know the Don meaning. Step over toehold for that. And I was, I was sworn never to let anybody know that. So. You can't let them show it. You can't show it. Yeah, everybody. I can't yeah. show anybody that. So it's yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and that's that's my whole objective in life is getting people out, get them in a the canoe, uh, learn what we have for, uh, for our nature and mm-hmm. appreciation and learning that we need to really step up to save it. Yes. You know, and, uh, you know, it starts with education. It starts with our youth. And, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that if we, uh, we, we can change the, the tides of time, you know, and, and the route that we're going is not a very good direction. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Canada is probably one of the last wildernesses in the world. No, that well, I mean, that you, you, you look, look at you
0: know, it, and I mean, every, everybody talks about, oh, you know, uh, we, we, so many people, but when you look above the cities, yeah, there's a whole, whole as, lot. Yeah, of, yeah there's not a, a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you know, absolutely. And it's all ready for our canoes.
2: Yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, so <laughs> and, and that's uh, and, and that's the beauty of it all, you know. And it's like I said, uh, getting people out there to to enjoy what we have. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I said we we're, we're heading in. in not the greatest of directions, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I, I think that we can uh, we can make that change. We we step so. up our you game, know, and absolutely, yeah. you know, have it so we got future generations. You absolutely, know, and that we're not uh, we're we're not uh, taking things just in, in a stride. You know, it's yeah. I can't remember who it was that said that. You know, it's not till our last glass of water and our last uh, fresh air is gone before we realize you can't eat or drink money. You know. Yeah. Yes. Or well, you can't take it with you. No, you can't take it with you. Well, thank you very yeah.
0: much, Mike. We're really looking forward to uh, your following further you're... trips and following you along some more. It's going to be, you know, uh... at least another few years at least. Yeah, yeah. Right? oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much set up for, for doing this for the rest of my life. And then, you That's know, awesome. taking, taking the time once, once I get uh, my last big trip, of course, will be in t- uh, 2021. Um, and then after that, I want to take a month out of each year and just go visit different parts of Canada and promote where we're at, you know, and show people that never been into northern part of Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, Labrador, Newfoundland, you know, places I haven't Make sure you got your been. canoe with you. Oh, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That'll be right on top of that car. So if anybody sees uh, the Canadian flag on top of a little Volkswagen Beetle, you know, uh, <laughs> that's Mike. I, that's me. Uh, come on, <laughs> come on over and sign. Yeah. You know, I want to put a little guest book and stuff like that in there. And, oh, that's and what you got to do. Bit, Get a yeah. nice. Guest book, Volume One, Volume Two, yeah. Volume Three. You know, and, uh, and there you go. yeah, and have and have a little bit of fun with it. And like yeah. I said, it's uh, you can change a lot just with a hug, a smile, and a handshake. You know, absolutely. Uh, and and a dozen think,
0: donuts, cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Root beer, root beer. Yeah, you gotta like the root beer. Oh uh, yeah, I make my own. So, well, thank yeah. you, Mike. Um, for everybody that's listening, if you want to find out more about us and you want to see uh, some pictures, uh, check us out on Facebook. You can find us at PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com, Twitter, Instagram. You can find previous episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of uh, PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com. I'd like to thank Mike Ranta, our special guest this week. Uh, And from myself, thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: And from me, Derek Spest, see you next time.